0: This week on Out Now with Aaron and Abe, we are talking Halloween. It's back.
1: The evil, the evil's returned! now recording this is out now with aaron and abe i am aaron and as always this is abe hello out now is a film podcast where abe and i discuss the movies weekly we cover some <laughs> various movie topics jump into a mostly spoiler free review then jump right into other, other fun movie topics this is about 341 341
0: Three, for one that's uh not laurie strode's address
1: yeah, that's that's accurate. And uh, this week, speaking of, we're talking Halloween, the non-confusing title to the sequel of Halloween. That's right. It's 2018's Halloween, or H4O. And um, joining us to discuss Halloween, we have, from Wise the Blue and the Cult Cinema Cavalcade podcast, praying every night that he would escape, he being the Hamburglar, it's Brandon Peters.
2: Halloween, Halloween, and now Halloween in uh, 2018. Very happy to be here. <laughs>
1: Also joining us from Reviews from a Bed. He's a killer, but he will be killed tonight with kindness. It's Philip Price.
2: Oh, whew.
3: I was worried there for a second. I didn't know what <laughs> was about to happen on this podcast. No, hey, hey guys, good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, good Tell to be with kindness.
1: Yeah, good to, good to have you back. Uh, it's been a minute, actually. It's, it's it has, yeah. It's been a while. It's been a while. Been a while yeah yeah good to have you here brandon we've not, been the, a- stain song. not the stain song Not <laughs> brandon we've been hearing a lot from you lately but you know how Hallow- mm-hmm. the, the uh, john carpenter's halloween being basically your favorite movie it's like yeah why did we have to have you on <laughs> the halloween h4o i episode? hug up the spot i yeah. hug up one of the spots yep. yeah yeah it, it was just a it was just no brainer ever since david gordon green was like hey you want to do this and carpenter was like yeah all right we said, oh, yeah, Brandon's going to be oh. on that show.
4: <laughs> so, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's how their conversations go. They're really laid back. Um, yes. But, yeah, we're talking Halloween this week. I'm excited about this. This is a, a, ever ever e- the announcement of this movie and everything that's come about since then leading up to the release has been very um, exciting to, to watch as far as all the things that have kind of lined up to make this happen. But before we get to mm. all that, let's get to some show notes. Yeah. Let's do that right away. Um, so, yeah, we've been having all these horror specials. Um, it is the month of October where our podcast, we do a bunch of different horror specials throughout the month. And we've done three so far. Uh, we had an episode devoted entirely to David Cronenberg's The Fly. Um, just last week, we talked the Lethal Ladies of Horror. And the first week, we had our Dark Man commentary. Um, so, yeah, and we have more coming. But those are all available on iTunes and Audioboom and Spotify. It's now. been a
0: very productive October.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, we always, we pack them. The pa- which is it's crazy like september and october are like our most packed day di- because we have like the end of the summer movie gamble a commentary some other special then like all the october stuff it's like uh can't <laughs> keep giving away all this stuff for free it's crazy it's crazy how we make that happen but uh yeah all that stuff's out there and given all that free content why ha- why not give back and log on to itunes search for out now there and and Abe, give us a rating interview it'd be great thank you very much in advance um we still need to talk about our dinosaur contest we still need to pick a winner for that um i promise we'll do that by the end of this month because um, yeah we never got around to giving our giving that prize away for drawing a dinosaur um and also we will come up with a horror contest as well since we're doing all these horror specials might as well do something like that um mm. which i think will also be a lot of fun
4: exciting uh, yeah
1: so there you go i mean there's a, l- a bunch of content uh, featuring a bunch of horror experts and abe and i and um <laughs> all that just coming out on itunes constantly and there's contests that's just great i would say so yeah why not give us an itunes rating review it just it's been a minute it's been a minute since we got one that's why i'm emphasizing that again
0: it feels, makes it feel better too yeah for sure aaron course... texts me all excitedly he's like did you read the new one and i was like no i haven't yet and so he's he's like you know he's waiting on him
1: i do that because abe walks home like sad charlie brown sometimes it's like i want to cheer him up i want to get that self-esteem boosted By the way, this is this is totally necessary to talk about. Uh, my lovely girlfriend and I were at a corn maze today, um, and after that we saw we were at a, it was a pumpkin patch as well. So there was a big like it drawing, like it painting on one of the pumpkins, and I totally sent that to Abe. It was the best thing. <laughs> so, yeah, including flames around it. <laughs> yeah, I sent a I made a gift version of it and everything. So that just emphasizes the fact. Send Abe scary cloud gifts. That's just fun to do. Just just send them all. The, I usually went to the end to say that. But it is, a, it is a horror month, so this I is, mean, you know, tis the season. Tis the season. So. Alright, let's move on. That's, uh, that was some show notes. Let's move on to Know Everybody, where each week we ask each other a question or two, try to set the tone for the podcast, it better get to Know, know everybody. everybody.
0: That was good. It wasn't bad. It wasn't bad.
1: Alright. Abe, you got, a, you got a question to start us off? I got a
0: question for you guys. You guys are writing a story about a demonic, weird, serial killer type thing. What is the thing that stops him or her?
1: So what's, like... The, the weakness or the how you st- how you okay, so how you how you finish it off or get mm-hmm.
0: it, out. okay. Huh,
2: let's see. You never kill, you never kill the boogeyman, Abe. So, Ooh. there's nothing.
0: Ooh, I, I like what you're saying there.
2: There's no silver bulb. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say something no. like really complicated, like you have to get like porcupine quills and cover them in WD-40 and only that can like destroy <laughs> them. <laughs>
0: And then there's only like two porcupines left in the world. Yeah,
2: sure. Maybe makes really, it even
0: harder. Yeah, it makes it even harder.
2: <laughs> but one of them killed state the and...
3: leprechaun one time. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Philip, how, how are you how you stop it? you sitting your, over your, here
3: trying to think like, uh, what, are, where to even go with that? But uh, but no, I mean, I just saw I, I saw Halloween today too, or the the new Halloween 2018 today. <laughs> And uh was trying to think in terms of that. But I have no idea. I don't know. That's a... It's open. You're making me think, Abe. Uh, <laughs> I'm,
0: I'm sorry.
3: Maybe you can come, you you can come that, with man? kindness. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> you can just give him a lot wow. of compliments. <laughs> you sitting, stab I'm really well. Thinking,
2: thinking. No, stop.
3: I'm like, alternative kryptonites, what do we need? And or steaks in the heart or garlic. So Okay. We could just go with some other herbs and spices, but nothing's turning up good here.
0: <laughs> Eleven herbs and spices? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, hit them with a wing. just walk around you with one of those <laughs> those turnstiles in the kitchens that has all the See, different now, herbs. Well, now yeah, you got me exactly.
0: That's a that's a great story yeah. or storyline where basically you have to find the Colonel's secret recipe because it's the only thing that will stop
3: somebody. Like the Colonel,
0: it's the Colonel
1: that's coming
3: after you. That's I was the- going to say. Let's yeah. just do the the Colonel. Yeah, and oh, it can be a man. metaphor for uh, you know. How fast food's killing
2: America.
1: Yeah, see, take, the got...
2: from, take the gravy from Popeye's the gravy from Papa is not it at him. Oh
1: yeah, this is perfect. I like this. Idea. See we should write this down. We, I don't where's my typer? My typer. What the fuck is that?
2: Where's my where's my typewriter? typewriter? <laughs> Dude, keep your typewriter. <laughs> like... like. Ding. Call it Kill FC. <laughs> That's not bad. Oh. That's pretty
1: good. We will we get, uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: we'll get Linklater on <laughs> this too. He made Fast me, Food Nation, we so we we'll get Link,
1: Link we we'll get Linklater on this. He made Fast Food Nation, so we can uh, he can follow that up with a, with a horror hmm. tale.
3: Has Linklater done, horror? The tagline tag can be like "You've been Control X" or something like that. Your typer. This is good. This has gone so far from
0: what Abe's question was to something better. The, it's the, the other <laughs> tagline is <laughs> "You've been served," and there's like a number there with like "thaw bloody." Ooh. Oh, that yeah be- we have but, yeah, clearly yeah. gone into territory of actually writing a script and yeah,
3: we it can, can can, we- all the way and you've got blood coming out of the burger and
0: Dang! we're making all this merchandise
2: <laughs> do you think do you think the uh the the colonel would be like actually a demon that possesses like um kind of has been or low rent comedians <laughs> and changes bodies
0: like like fallen <laughs>
2: Well, think, yeah, but like, well, you know how the the colonel's been like Norm Macdonald and Andy Richter and, you know, like, and other people. Could, yeah, George yeah. Hamilton transfer bodies.
0: I forgot about George. Yeah, Hamilton. So it's like, like it's like the fallen of fast food murderer comedies. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, nobody. I mean, yes. this this is gonna go well with our trailer talk. But yeah, I mean, we've definitely answered this question. Thoroughly. So, Aaron, do you have a question?
1: Oh, you don't want to keep on this tangent to lose more listeners? <laughs>
0: Fine. First we of all, our can... listeners <laughs> love it.
1: Hopefully. All right. Uh, I do have a question. Um, what's a limited-run, possibly crime-related podcast series you'd be willing to travel around doing research for? You mean the topic, or...? Yeah, what's the what's the topic of that thing? What would you what would you be willing to do research for?
0: I mean, quite honestly, American Vandal has it down pat. I would travel around to find out who drew all the like the dicks on something, and or who like you know put put the uh, laxatives in the uh, the Jackal milk. So you'd investigate high school pranks. That's what you're saying. Well, you know they they they're I I don't know about that. That sounds ridiculous now that you're saying it that way. <laughs> Yeah, it's ridiculous now, like, now that I've repeated your thing with different words, yes it's ridiculous when you say it objectively like that, it sounds so stupid
1: that that stupidity got the Peabody award, so who's laughing now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> anybody uh, else have a have a podcast topic they'd want to do as far as true crime research
2: favorite murderer um hmm oh. I,
1: don't know. Um... I know we ran out of gas after Abe's question, so we can move on. It's fine. <laughs> <I'm> sorry, fine. <laughs> it's, right. oh, it's all right. All right, let's move on. That's how you play everybody. No, everybody. You jumped on that one. You jumped at me. I know. It's it's a it's a jump scare. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's move on now to quickies. Yep. Each one out with the week the week that was quick Quickies.
0: I said it quickly. It's good. I moved.
1: Um Abe, have you seen any other movies this week?
0: I watched Netflix, Netflix's uh, To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before or whatever. Um, not bad for, for all the <laughs> Not those... bad for a movie I can't remember the title for. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Sorry. It's either To All the Boys I've, I've Loved Before or To All the Boys I've Ever Loved Before. I forget if there's like an ever there. There's but no ever. <laughs> um From a Netflix movie standpoint, aside from something like uh, Beast of No Nation, and I haven't seen The, the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, but I haven't – I've been very lukewarm on Netflix-produced movies – like something like bright or the cases where it was like, I turned that one off. Um, this one was actually pretty decent. I watched it with a few of my friends and cause they were all clamoring about it. They said, we should make this a double feature with crazy rich Asians. And I thought to myself, well, you know, maybe, but uh, I guess they forced me to watch it and I kind of enjoyed it.
1: Seems yeah. <laughs> like there's so many parameters set up around you watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I'm glad you enjoyed it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's an enjoyable movie. You can
1: watch with your family. All right, cool. (laughs) Let's go to Philip. Philip, what other movies have you seen recently?
3: Um, I saw, well, I was saying earlier before we started recording, uh, a lot of the smaller releases finally opened in my area, Mm -hmm. and so I saw, um, I saw Colette and Sisters Brothers and Old Man and the Gun, uh, earlier, well, a couple days ago, and then before that I watched An Evening with Beverly Lufflin as well, and, uh. Yeah, all all of them very interesting, solid. Um, you know, I haven't seen uh, Greasy Strangler, so I had no idea what it, I was you know what I was walking into with Beverly Lynn and uh, I think it was bonkers. And uh, but I kind of loved the the style of the humor of it, and um, Craig Robinson literally just grunts through his whole performance, and it's kind of fantastic. Um, and Emil Hirsch is just like. That dude, I don't know. He's so hard to pinpoint, but he's hilarious in this. And uh, I mean, I think it's on VOD now, and so you can, uh, you know, check it out that way if it's not playing in a theater near you. And I, don't, I think it's you know one of those ones that has, uh, you know, five to ten theaters right now. But um, okay. uh, but I was really happy to get to see some of the the other ones that had been you know gotten some hype out of the the festival circuit and stuff. And really, uh, Colette was fine. It was it was cool. It was a true story. I didn't know. Um, and you know it was a, it's a Keira Knightley period piece drama. But ah, that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, the story was uh, was interesting. You know, as far as um, related to topics that are you know relevant and hot topics today, because it's about uh, kind of gender fluidity and uh, just transgender people at turn of the century Paris, and so. Turn of the century, Paris was crazy, y'all. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> it was uh, it was it was hopping over there. Um, uh, Sisters, brother was brothers was was really funny. Um, well, not really funny. It was it was darkly funny, and it wasn't as much of a comedy as I expected it to be. But it was still uh, I don't know. It was weighty in a way that I didn't expect. And
1: uh, yeah, that one funny, was, but that, in that the, one sat yeah. with me. I uh, was seeing it. I really like Sisters Brothers quite a bit.
3: Hmm. Yeah. yeah, I, I didn't. The first like half hour, I was kind of like, I did, I didn't know where I was gonna fall with it, and then it kind of found its groove, and I was like, okay, and I had no idea where it was going, but I was digging where it kept going with things, even though I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't track it very well, uh, which was nice, you know, you see so many movies, and uh, you kind of can tell what beats they're gonna hit, but this one, I wasn't sure exactly where it was going, and so I, I enjoyed it, and uh, oh man, the gun is just super charming, and I'm becoming a. Yeah fan yes. of David Lowry every year, so
0: yeah. Uh, I like how I like how Philip went through a synopsis, like a mini synopsis of all of his movies, and, and all he went through was like, "It's good." So now <laughs> Sorry, I feel like an idiot. Yeah, well, that's, <laughs> it,
1: that, that's why. That's why I look forward to to Philip revamping a YouTube film review series while I tolerate you. I mean, that's. You know, that's, that's <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess I'm just going to hang up now. I'll see you guys later. You can find me over at Instagram.
2: You get out now, Abe. Ah!
1: I'm joking, but I, I'm happy. I'm happy, to, so I'm happy to hear your opinions, Phil, but I'm happy to hear from you all the time. You are. I'm just I'm just mad because you haven't been on to talk about First Man with us in other movies for the recent weeks. Uh, but we're going to talk about Halloween. I'm very excited to hear yeah, what you I have think. to say about that. Uh, Brandon, let's get to you. What have you seen recently?
2: Well, this uh, past week I was playing catch up with my my Blu-ray reviews, but I did get to uh, you guys. are... Everybody's talking about Venom. I saw Goosebumps: Haunted Halloween. Oh yeah, I was yeah. It's not. I mean, it's not as good as the first one, but it's all right. It's like it's probably better than I'd be expecting. Um, I think the the one thing like it's it's you know, oh it doesn't have it does, but doesn't have Jack Black in it. Um, but I think the the, the it's, was better off without tossing him in there when you're, where he's in there, but mm-hmm. it's okay. It's all right. Good kid, family Oh yeah, oh yeah. It, it even looks like they could have like, oh he's free now. We can uh, reshoot the ending of this or something like that, or or reshoot these middle parts with it. So he
1: is the voice of, the, of Slappy.
2: He's the voice of Slappy too, but that's a day in the studio. I understand, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but he is like there's a he's. he's but I mean, when his... you see the film yeah, and yeah, see I'm how sure they inserted him, yeah. you kind of like, you know, okay, he wasn't there for this day. He wasn't there for that, you know. So and there's very there's a lot of um, fake shemp shots as well.
4: Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I saying,
2: um, yeah. and I think it could have been stronger, maybe without, but it, it's fine. It's fun. I, I like that we have a kids ongoing horror series <laughs> that's yeah. uh, the first one's pretty pretty darn good and that's the second one's that. all right how are the um yeah.
1: how's like how are the effects handled like does it does it look good is it a good
2: looking movie how's how's what handled the effects, Sorry.
1: like the monster effects? yeah they're fine
2: stuff. they're just they're about to par with the first one um and a lot of things like like i know like scott kept saying they're like revamping re, you know like are doing that but it's actually because they show his house in the trailer mm-hmm. um and it's like all like old and stuff but it's a, it's it's, it's a, house from where he lived at a different time it's not like the same setting so there's a lot of stuff in the trailer that seems confusing that right away when you watch the movie isn't at all but i know like the trailers have shown jack black in there, so i'm not afraid to talk about jack black yeah,
0: i think aaron mentioned to me when i was like you know i'm kind of ambivalent and he said jack black is in there he he's in the trailer or he's in the tv spot.
2: because i know for this friend of the show scott mendelson kept writing about how jack black's not in it i'm like dude have you not watched the recent trailers he's He's, they're selling him now, So
0: We gotta we gotta take the the uh, date stamp now. Yeah. But yeah,
1: but yeah, I do want to catch up with it because I did like the first one, and it's been on Netflix for a while, so it's easy to catch up with that one, and then just go to the mm-hmm. second. one, which what you're saying is a good like it seems from what you're describing. Sorry, it's, it'd be a, it's oh, a, rental. it sounds like a movie that at least feels like something that belongs on like the on the big screen, like the first one did, as opposed to just like a junky sequel that just kind of got tossed out there. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it's all, that's in there. Great. I mean, it's that's very tra- much... That's what the trailer felt like. It's like, oh, this doesn't look anything.
2: Like. Right. <laughs> it, it, it does feel like the kind of sequel you'd have got in the 80s, you know, where they're, you know, well, let's get another one out real quick. Oh, no, one, no one cares about, like, the continuity of, like, cast or whatever. Let's just get this out there. Um, but it works, it works fine enough. It's not junky. I'm just saying it's that, I mean, where you move on, with a different cast this time rather than retaining everybody else for the sequel, where you would have think a movie as successful as that was, they would have brought back as many of the cast for another adventure, but mm. this you, is a complete, completely on its own.
1: Did you see a house of a clock in the Walls?
2: I didn't get to that one. I mean, I, I wanted to really bad, but oh, I heard that. I'll be curious to hear your
1: thoughts on that. And especially in comparison to the Goosebumps movie, because I, I, I really enjoyed that movie. Um, Eli uh, Ross, best film, Eli Ross, best film this year. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> oh, so it's not as it's not as good as Thanksgiving. uh, uh Not quite, I, but no, no, I, I I like it. Quite, <laughs> no, I like it quite a bit. And I I think there's an argument to be made that it might be one this his best film. Um, but no, I I think. It's... Uh, no, it really could. That's no, what I'm yeah, I haven't no, I, seen it,
2: but yeah, yeah, right I hear here, you. yeah.
1: And that and with that in mind. I did see it coming off of the high of watching Thriller and IMAX right before the movie started. So it's like, I don't know. Maybe right. I'll, maybe maybe my opinion's a little skewed because I was so already happy <laughs> to like accept that movie <laughs> more. But no, I, I did I did enjoy it quite a bit. So we'll see. Cool. Um, I guess I'll go. I saw a few things uh, this week or recently that I want to make note of, especially since they're out in theaters now. Last week I did see two movies that came out this week. Well, first was What They Had. Um, this is a family drama with uh, Michael Shannon, Hilary Swank, Robert Forster, and Blythe Danner. It's like a, an Alzheimer's-related drama. Blythe Danner has Alzheimer's. Um, Robert Forster's her husband. It's Christmas time. And their their children are Hilary Swank and Michael Shannon. They're trying to convince their parents that it's time to put mom in the home to deal with this problem. And things pers- Sue from there. It's got comedic elements. It's like it's like a kind of a holiday family movie, except it's more depressing because it deals with Alzheimer's. Um, <laughs> Wait, <what? laughs> but, you know, it's one of these, it's one of these <laughs> yeah. like ensemble family yeah, movies. You, that comes out. It's like a really drama to, like, uh, to it does, because it does have a lot of comedy in it. As far as like, look at these fun characters saying witty lines to each other, but it's also a drama. um yeah. okay. I think it's fine overall. Like, I think Robert forrester's great in the movie, um, and he's typically great in everything. In yeah, these, see Jackie Brown in these recent years, you know. Um, so it's like, yeah, okay, he's really good, and Michael Shannon's always good in things. So it's like, yeah, that's gonna be fun. Mm-hmm. um I think Hillary Swank's kind of the weak point here, which is a bit of a shame. Since she's you know a two-time Oscar winner, and she's in this like random movie like this. um But there's like enough there as far as I think an older audience can see this, and be like, oh, that's pretty good. I think I feel like that's the kind of general reaction that would get um wildlife which i also saw this is the film directed by paul dano that stars jake gyllenhaal and carrie mulligan and ed oxenborough from the visit and alexander the no good terrible very bad day there's probably an adjective i've forgotten there horrible Uh, horrible okay um if you're aware that i'm not a big paul dano fan correct
0: <laughs> yeah you're not but I, I i'm curious your thoughts on this trailer because i've seen the teaser trailer and i was i was very intrigued
1: oh yeah so i mean he's not in the movie so he directed yeah i'm not whole, write it too? he and yeah he and his partner zoe kazan they wrote it together mm, it's okay. based off a novel i believe as well so like they adapted that for the screen um I'm kind of in the middle. This has nothing to do with the fact that I'm not the biggest Paul Dano fan. It's more of his on-screen presence than his yeah, abilities yeah. as a performer.
0: You you right. enjoyed the comeuppance at the uh, In There Will Be Blood.
1: Any comeuppance involving Paul Dano has to be enjoyable <laughs> for me. Remember Prisoners. Um, I, oh, right. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I, I'm kind of down the middle on this movie. I, I think it's... It's made well enough. I think Carrie Mulligan gives a really great performance here. That's what she's been giving like, the most praise as far as things go. Um, it's a yeah. it's a 50-set domestic drama. Um, and maybe it's just my how much I enjoy this kind of genre in general. Because I think, what, Sam Mendes made that movie, Res- Re- Revolutionary Road with DiCaprio right. and Winslet. And that was another movie where it's like, well, it's stylish and it looks good as far as like seeing a bunch of fedoras and stuff and the, the designs of that time period. But like the movie itself, it's like, I just... Whether it's a lack of relation, being able to relate, relatability to the subject matter, or I'm just not, like, it just doesn't fit my vibe for what I enjoy about movies. It's, I feel like I got the same reaction here, where I wanted to, I, I could appreciate the things that were going on, and Dano certainly has an eye, like, he has a, it's a very carefully shot film. It, it's not, it's, it's showy in a reverse way, as opposed to, like, the camera moving all over the place, or giving you big glaring visuals it's very concentrated and focused the camera doesn't move very often things are positioned very specifically not in a symmetrical way like wes anderson but in more of a uh, almost like a clinical sort of way and like so I, i can appreciate what's going on it's just it didn't really capture my attention all that much yeah so yeah that's kind of where i am with wildlife um and what else i mentioned real quick i'll mention stan and ollie uh, which I don't think comes out until, like, way later. Uh, but I guess the embargo went up on it, so I'll mention it. This is the Laurel and Hardy uh, biopic that stars Steve Coogan and John C. Riley. Mm-hmm. I'll be brief on this because I don't want to go too far into a movie that's not coming out for a while, but it's enjoyable. Um, they're very good together as Laurel and Hardy. Um, the film is not much, so much a biopic of, like, their entire career, but more focused on their final days um, as performers. Um, and they had, like, a trip to London that they went to, hoping to, like, fund a movie they are going to make. But uh, no, it's, a, it's an enjoyable film. Anna and I saw this one. I think it it works as far as, hey, we're seeing a new Laurel and Hardy thing happen here with these two guys doing a great job. And they, I think what I like most about it is that they, it seems like outside of their skits in the short films, they really just liked having this kind of persona. So you see them like bring little skits into everyday life just because they think it'll be fun for the people around them to see them acting this way. And that kind of joy is neat to see. Honestly, it's it's a it's a it's a fun sense of joy to get like just seeing two guys that uh, have this friendship and it gets challenged in this movie as it does, um, but seeing them like just enjoy th- bringing a sense of innocence so much to the world that they do it in real life as well as in their films and things. So yeah, that's hmm. like Stan and Ollie, uh, which I think opens in like December, <laughs> but I think it's screening at festivals, which is why they're screening it now. As far as cool, yeah lastly i'll say this real quick um iron fist season two iron fist was canceled season two though it's good (laughs) i finished it i finished it before uh, it's good it's good i finished it before daredevil started this week and i was like oh you know what they did a pretty good job with this iron fist (laughs) and then they canceled uh luke cage the other day also which i was i found that unfortunate because i like luke cage but me thinks Disney might be like, hey, we canceled those two shows, or Netflix canceled those, and we can take and make a Heroes for Ire TV show on our streaming service eventually. So we'll see. I can't yeah. confirm that, but it's like, that makes sense, like, if they're going to do that. I mean, if Disney's
0: listening to our podcast, they should definitely make the movie that we just talked about.
1: Oh, I'm, I'm sure they're jotting down notes now and finding ways to screw us yeah, out of our deal. Yeah, not All right. That's not all, quickies. Yeah. Let's move on now. Let's get trailer talk. Where we talk about one of those movie trailers of the week, what we thought of it, When's coming out, and what have you. And this week we're talking The Curse of La Lirona. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh,
2: it's uh, Lirona.
1: La Lirona. Yeah. Yep. Got it. Okay. Um, this is a new horror film produced by James Wan, directed by Michael Chavez, who is going to be directing the upcoming Conjuring 3 as well. That was recently announced. Um, stars Linda Cardinelli. Um of Scooby Doo fame. Of Scooby Doo he, and, and Here's Goofy. how you
2: remember it: think of think of my Sharona and say "La Yorona. because that's exactly. Mm. It.
1: Um, I know this. I know this like this folktale, the, the weeping woman, um, and so it's. And I believe there's brand new probably know this. There's like been multiple films about this before, right? Uh,
2: the Yorona? yeah, um, probably.
1: I know this isn't the first one. I know, but like this is a big. James Wan. Don't, don't film. paint
2: me a liar on that <laughs> You're awful. more of a horror expert than I am. Probably, yeah, I, um, the weeping woman. Um, I'm not. Yeah, I think she. I think it has been using like some television horror and stuff like that. Yeah, possibly. Probably, yeah, probably. But...
1: I think. Yeah, this, this is the first like big studio production of this take on this story. Um, for regardless, from what I know, this is not this is not connected to the the Conjuring universe. It just happens to be produced by James Wan, which like Lights Out was produced by James right. Wan. Uh, but with all that said, uh, let's brand. Let's
2: go to you first. What do you think of the trailer? It's okay. I mean, it's a typical like James Wan like horror trailer where it's based around one event from the movie, like one key sequence. It's probably earlier on with the kids in the car trapped, uh, and then a big boo scare. Um, I don't know. It's it's okay. I like Cardinelli, so it's nice to see her as like, getting a lead with um, something. And religious horror is big um and one seems to be at like the forefront of that but eh, i mean there's one key little sequence that's okay it's kind of neat with the kids rolling down the windows but um i don't know it looks all right to me i'm not like oh gotta see the Larry urano but right. and, like lights out i was like oh that looks really cool because that was based around that one flipping of the switch uh sequence and then like you know the original conjuring had the had the the game with the clapping, which was really, that was really cool. Which I didn't
0: see, and so I was surprised when I saw it in the theaters.
2: Yeah, that, that
1: doomed it me. It still worked the in the theater. I wasn't
0: as big Aaron, on it because Aaron I... Wasn't a fan. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's yeah. not the only reason I'm not as big on The Conjuring as most people are, but it's like that didn't help where I was like, oh, I saw like, this great sequence in the trailer already.
2: Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they do things like the the movie we're about to talk about, Halloween, had a sequence in the trailer mm-hmm. that was done in the film, but the timing was different, yeah. which was kind of cool, which I like that they played with. But, um, yeah, this, I mean, if you look at the James Wan horror trailers, they all seem to base around one little play, like the teaser, at least, or something, plays like most of it around one big sequence. Well,
1: let's, and uh, then... let's talk about that more in a second. Let's talk to Philip. What did you think of the trailer for this movie? Oh,
3: yeah, I mean... It was kind of. I really loved the poster for it, and so I was hoping that kind of like visual ambition would kind of cross over to the trailer. And like uh, Brandon was saying, the the you know the little piece in the car, uh, it seemed like it had kind of a, a period aesthetic to it, and uh, you know with the the you know the knobs that you roll down the windows with and everything. So I don't know what time period we're we're it's, in here. Uh,
1: it's supposedly the '70s, '70s Los Angeles. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
3: but it is kind of sticking with that same you know the conjuring vibe it, it's still similar to that but i don't know it, it kind of seemed with that first you know the first little uh inner you know intercut of of uh i don't know what am i trying to say um you know the first little bit is like just chopped up scenes real quick throwing highlights at us and then it goes into that little set piece and i don't know it just felt kind of after the nun it kind of felt a little repetitive and uh I, as far as the jump scare and everything at the end. And I don't know. I just religious horror. So hot right now. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, way, the way you
0: said it, you're just enthusiastic.
3: I just, I just, I, I want, I like the poster. I was like, Oh, this looks legit. And then, yeah. uh, the trailer, I was kind of like, Oh, that's not as cool looking as I was hoping it would be.
2: Yeah, it's kind of <laughs> got a, like a, another one of these feel like to it a little.
3: Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely very much on the same, same wavelength there. It was, it was it was just i don't know I mean, and i'm wondering like april it's weird it's coming out like what 2 weeks after the pet cemetery movie or something like that so you know, i'm kinda curious how I just, that'll
1: i completely forgot that there was a pet cemetery trailer we should talk about that too <laughs> yeah. <thing> about <laughs> dude that
3: that trailer that trailer killed at my
2: halloween screening let's like, talk, with, let's,
1: let's talk about mm-hmm. that in a second have we all seen it all right. yes okay let's talk I, about... I have
0: cemetery pets yeah i have well,
1: cemetery pets re- yeah real quick Abe, what would you think of the curse of on llorona trailer
0: you know, I, like whatever I was saying, it's a it's a kind of the uh, it's a kind of a sequence, and for whatever reason, it very much feels like. I know that Michael Chavez is the director. I don't think he comes from like a particular school per se, but the way that they produced it, it does feel the same way that uh, the Conjuring movies or something from like uh, what's the other series that J- John, that James Wan has? Sidious. Yeah, you know the camera moves, and so you have to move with the camera, and there that allows for some stuff to come out in the peripheral. And like what Brandon was saying, you know, you see the 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 knobs turning for the, the windows, which uh, is cool. But you've seen crosses turn upside down. You've seen whatever else in this uh, in the other types of things. And so it's it's something that you haven't seen before. I'm pretty sure it's going to get a lot of people to go to see the theaters. But um, it kind of feels OK.
1: Yeah, I'm in the same basic camp here. I do think like lights out is a good example, which obviously they're produced by the same thing. Um I, what I I think that's such a – it seems like a premise that's easier to sell as far as, oh, that's neat. I don't know what that is necessarily if I haven't seen that short film that it's based on. And I can get behind this concept as far as I want to see this movie to see where this goes kind of thing. Um, this is a little more – it feels familiar, is what I think we're all saying. It feels like, okay, we've been here, done that at this point, so what else are we doing? I feel like there was a missed opportunity with that scare sequence as far as – I kept thinking, okay, now all the windows are going to roll down at the same time. I was like, oh, that's, that sucks. We just kind of stuck with the one and had a jump scare. Um, but yeah, I it's more. I think it's coming more on my faith in James Wan as a producer. I do think he sure. finds good talent mm-hmm. and gets some. I mean, what's the director of Lights Out? Uh, he's doing. Uh, he's doing uh, Shazam. 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 Yeah, David O. Sandberg, yeah. Is that it is? Something. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, F. Um, F. Sandberg. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, like, I I'd like to think that maybe just like the context of it doesn't make it work as well as it could, but I still want to you know look forward to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, cause, just cuz cause I I do like seeing good studio horror and we've had more of that um than as far as the ratio for that kind of thing goes these days I think it's been a little
2: bit stronger is that fair to say Brandon you think well, well, Yeah Juan's track record too is pretty good like you oh, know yeah, like sure. sometimes, sometimes yeah. it's like ah, uh, but like you know like Annabelle 1 uh, no but Annabelle 2 yeah and then you know <laughs> uh, you figure like
1: <laughs> what I was just saying, you said Annabelle 1, nah, and I said Annabelle two, yay, it's like, that's a, that's a turn.
2: <laughs> yeah, Annabelle two, yeah, and then and then so like you know the Nun's going to that, but the nun two, you know, it's got a chance. Yeah, a second nun.
1: The the reason I'm not so angry about the nun is like, well, the, at least the nun two will probably be good. That was like my main thought of that. Movie. That's your thought. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, <laughs> as your big the, takeaway. Yeah, if if the if the logic prevails here, clearly the nun two is going to deliver. So du- got, double your nun, yeah. Let's do it. Yeah, back in Both. the habit. Um, yes, the, cur- the curse, the curse of La Llorona opens uh, April nineteenth. Uh, let's, but yeah, let's oh, talk. No, 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 Let's talk about the trailer for Pet Cemetery because I, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Wait, wait, what
0: was it? The pet for Pet Cemetery. Let's talk about that. Trailer. Oh no, I thought you just like merged it together. So it's Pet Cemetery.
1: Yeah, Pet Cemetery, <laughs> <laughs> with Jamaica's Clark and uh, John De <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's hit it. Yeah, um, this is a new adaptation of the Stephen King novel. It was uh, famously made into a a film back in 1989 and now this version stars jason clark amy simets and john lithgow uh philip what, what'd you think of this one
3: yeah no i'm I, I was into it like i haven't um i haven't watched all of the original like i saw clips and little pieces when i was younger but i never came back to it and watched the whole thing so i started it last week and probably watched the first hour uh after I'd watched the trailer for the new one, it's currently and, streaming
1: on prime on
3: peak. Yeah. 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 Hmm. And so, uh, um, no, I, I, and then I, after I watched, you know, a fair portion of the, the 89, one, I went back and watched the trailer and I was, I was more into it. Like I like the, the feel of it. It's, it's, you know, I looked, you know, the directors, I looked up the directors to see who they were getting, um, you know, to continue this Stephen King wave and everything. And, you know, they, they, They hadn't done very many uh, notable, I guess, that, you know, they looked like they'd done some straight-to-DVD horror flicks and stuff like that, but they had done a couple of episodes of the uh, MTV Scream series, which I actually really enjoyed, and Mm -hmm. so um, there's there's a little bit of optimism there, but I like the look of it. I like the kind of crispness of the colors, and it was a little different of a look for, you know, a horror movie, especially as opposed to the, like, Halloween, what we'll be talking about shortly and stuff, Mm -hmm. and... I don't know. I kind, of, I, I kind of dug it. And so um, I'm very curious, cautiously optimistic to see how the whole thing turns out.
1: Brandon?
3: Well, you know,
2: that, that MTV Scream series actually, like, the director choices on that were pretty dynamite. Yeah, they had some Ty, good up and coming veterans. Yeah. Yeah. They had, um, oh, what? I forget his name here. But, uh, you know, they had some classic directors, new directors. They, they had a pretty good pool uh, they used for that. But Pet Secretary, Superch- I was in, okay, so I'm in the theater for halloween and the th- th- trailer starts but when that big truck goes cro- like screaming yeah. down the road the whole place shook sh- really like, all you could hear was oh it's pet cemetery it's pet cemetery oh so wow. that could be pretty big yeah you could they hear were really into staying. it <laughs> like that's a i mean that's a notable thing in the first one but everybody knew what that damn trailer was right when the the thing true. went by so it, it it stirred up a lot of excitement in the theater um it was kind of crazy uh, but you know, it it looks like it's gonna be a well done pet cemetery movie, but um with you know, I think probably adhering more to the novel uh than it was before and you know, the cast's good. I like Jason Clark, Amy Simetz. Anytime you put her anything in Big Studio Film, I'll go see it. And especially this one since um she was <laughs> she was gonna be on my podcast last year but wasn't done filming this at the time. So it went oh, a couple oh. days late I couldn't wait any longer. So um I gotta see if it was worth her time, uh, but but yeah, it was. Um, no, it was, uh, looks looks solid. It's in April. We'll see. Probably, I, I don't know. It probably would do some solid business because you know it's it's the one coming off the it hype. So I was
3: gonna say like I, I don't. About that. It, it 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 does not have nowhere or anywhere near the nostalgia factor of it. Right? Like I mean, I know Pet Cemetery. Pet was Cemetery was pretty. pretty yeah, I mean, pretty it, or whatever. But it's it, it can't touch like. But it's it's coating off the coattails of a of a very
2: well loved and big huge box office of of it between right. Right. the sequel of it coming out later that you know well, you, you months can, later you, you can so. take a
1: guess where the first teaser trailer for eight two is going to be exactly <laughs> yeah.
3: so I, of, I don't uh, think it's going to do backpacker? it business but okay, that's what I was kind of wondering like how how how. Will it? How do you think it'll stack up? Because yeah, it's it's definitely riding this way. Well,
1: yeah, it, it doesn't have the same kind of iconography as Pennywise or even right, Myers, as far as yeah. building that nostalgia factor. But the Stephen King name, I mean, that is a huge deal for a lot of people. Like, I don't think. It'll, and a
2: familiar one of his bigger titles. Yeah. I, yeah. Which
1: so which shares the same logic as uh, <laughs> Pursuit of Happiness, as far as misspelling the one of the title words, because that <laughs> that that gets people going. I think right. That's how yeah. it works.
2: That's, right. Yeah. And I mean, we got a pet some. It's, Back in the day, too. We got a what? Pet Cemetery Two back oh, yeah, the in the sequel. day, which is right, actually yeah. it was a pretty popular. Se- I mean, I mean, it, had, it has its fans. I I don't know how well it did. I'm the pretty box sure office. that
0: one was called Pet Cemetery Two back in the habit. Not not. Uh, <laughs> not uh, <laughs> ah. <laughs> hey, what about you? Uh, i I remember watching Pet Cemetery uh, back in the day when I was a kid, and I was thinking to myself, you know, this is okay because it had that kid from Full House in it,
3: um, who was like, uh, I remember- yeah. thought when I. It, oh, uh, Mer-
0: Mer- Mercury
1: Rising's. Uh,
0: because yeah, Mercury Rising kid, and also uh, also uh, Spawn kid. But, uh, what happened to John him? Leguizamo? No, he spawns human little buddy. I know, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that Philip also was like, yeah, there's that guy. Yeah. So I remember watching of Pennsylvania and thinking to myself, oh, I'm gonna be spooked out. And I kind of wasn't uh, when I was a kid, and that was not because. I wasn't paying attention. It's because I think that there was more psychological horror than than what I was understanding when I was like ten or something like that. But um, as this one goes, I'm okay. I, I'm actually kind of probably the most mild on it from from you guys, probably because I, as much as I enjoy John Lithgow giving me a uh, an over or you know talking over sequences and whatever else and telling me the the stuff, it's like, why would these kids have fox faces and whatever else and beat drums? It's it's that part is kind of interesting and kind of spooky, but I know where the story goes and I kind of know what's going to happen. So I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of, uh, I'm okay with it.
1: I mean, it's all style from the look of it. And that's what I'm I think of, so. Yeah. I, I, mean, it definitely
0: that's... looks better than the original movie for sure. I, I but... haven't seen the original in 20 years. I don't, I don't know when the last time
1: I saw the original was. And I'm happy. I did put it on my queue on prime because I do want to watch it again. Yeah. Um, but as far as the look of this film, I'm, I'm certainly excited. Like I know where things are going and it's interesting to see how the trailer is, not necessarily high. I mean, if, you, if like Brandon, you're saying people are reacting at the trailer, then it's like, okay, mm-hmm. people know certain things are going to happen, but there's some dark stuff. This movie's going to deal with. So oh, yeah. So, so it's yeah. like, well, okay. Well, I, I, it will be neat to see how this version of this movie handles those aspects. Um, and also, John Lithgow has a great big bushy beard. So, I mean, that's a good reason to want to see anything. A great big bushy beard! Yeah, explain the joke. But um, it's, <laughs> it's, it's, you know, that that's that's enough to get me excited for this. I like that it's uh, it's cashing in on the A Quiet Place release date as far as April horror after March blockbusters. I, I like that Paramount's like, yeah, we can make this work. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, Peppin' Terry opens April 5th next year. Um, and We'll see where it goes from there. Cool. Uh, Alright Glad you reminded me of Pet Sematary Because I completely forgot Because we came out like last week With First Man So it's like We're not going to talk about that trailer Last yeah. week We were talking about something else but, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I wanted to talk about it for sure uh, But yeah That's Alright let's, uh, let's move on guys Let's get to our uh, main review For Halloween
4: I have prayed Every night That he would escape the hell did you do that for?
1: So I can kill him. The bus crashed.
4: Michael Myers escaped. He'll return to Haddonfield, his home. I need to protect my family.
3: You have no security system, Karen. Mom, you need help.
4: Evil is real. The we're supposed to be afraid of this knife.
3: I've been preparing for this for
4: a long time. It is not safe to be on the street tonight. Go home. Get out of here. Get inside. Michael. He's here. He is a killer. But he will be killed tonight. Happy Halloween, Michael.
1: Okay, that should have been the of the trailer for Halloween. In 1978, John Carpenter's Halloween had a big effect on horror. We've talked about it plenty on this podcast via commentaries and horror specials, but suffice it to say that the film is a big deal. It's also part of an ongoing franchise that came to its longest pause ever following Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 in 2009 which has been receiving some positive critical reappraisal in recent years. Now, it's 40 years since John Carpenter's original film, and superfan-slash-accomplice filmmakers David Gordon Green, Danny McBride, and Jeff Radley came up with a pitch that got Carpenter's approval. This latest entry brings Jamie Lee Curtis and the original shape himself, Nick Castle, back to the franchise for a film that serves as a direct sequel to the original, crossing out all of the continuity that came before it. The result is a modern-day slasher film that finds Laurie and Michael set to face off once again, with a bit of rampaging on the way. I want to start with Philip, and I want to go into this other aspect of this. You recently caught up with Halloween two through Resurrection um, right. in preparation for this film, so I want to I want to hear kind of your reaction to seeing all these sequels, and then talk about what you thought of this new film.
3: Yeah, no, well, I had you know I'd seen the original a, a long time ago, and I, I did rewatch that one as well, mm-hmm. but I'd never seen any of the sequels, and so except for the. You know, the, I saw the two Rob Zombie films when they were released theatrically in '07 and '09. But uh, no, I wanted to at least, even though I knew the new one was going to just erase everything but the original film, I kind of wanted to know where this character had been and kind of just track, you know, where they had taken him. And it was—it's funny because the—I mean, ev- there's so much like retroactive stuff going on throughout this series, and I had no idea that um uh, the third one had nothing to do with anything <laughs> uh, so that just like i started that thing you know not have it cuz i liked the second one you know i thought yeah. it was i thought it was cool how it was you could put the first two together and it was just one big movie um of this single night and i was like okay that's that's cool um, how the guy who made that later made Resurrection, which I think Resurrection was probably my least favorite. Just, I don't know if it, I was just tired at that no, point. No, it's a terrible thing. No, <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible. Like, did
0: you go on like a back to back to back kind of thing?
3: No, I watched them. Um, I did one, two, and three pretty close together, but then there was probably three or four nights in between the rest of them. Yeah. And uh, uh, like, I, you know, I everyone was like, oh, when you get to six, it's, you know, six is terrible and you got to watch this cut and this cut and. Uh, I just, I, uh, I actually, enjoy, maybe it's just cause I liked watching, you know, 25 year old Paul Rudd give it his all, but, um, I actually enjoyed that one way more than, than Resurrection. Um, six is very know, watchable no, uh,
1: yeah six is a very it, yeah it's you can get by the cult stuff it's I mean, a very if you guys, if you
0: guys go with full movie titles that'd be
2: no no i'm just kidding the, cur- the
0: curse of michael
1: curse, myers yeah curse.
0: <laughs> <Sorry>.
3: <laughs> you know it's and, during
2: the pink panther stage of michael myers with <laughs> revenge and Curse and revenge Revenge, yeah. son of michael myers
3: yeah <laughs> and, and i honestly can't tell you like fourth and fifth like what the right subtitles were but um like, I liked the fourth one. It was cool. And it was like, oh, this could go in an interesting direction. And then the fifth one was like, no, we're just going to stick to the same template and do the same thing, over," which was disappointing. And then it was like, oh, six might do something interesting. And then it was and H2O was fine. You know, it's obviously just, a, oh, we got Jamie Lee Curtis. Let's figure out a story for her thing. But it was fine and it was fun and it was super 90s. Um, but given all that, like, I came into the new one just as I, I was excited. Like, I was really excited for it. And um, I, I kind of just like had a great time with it. Is it a great movie on its own? No, I didn't. Not necessarily. But like, I, I kind of just had a good time at as well as like being genuinely terrified for the first time. Like, it wasn't necessarily scary, wow. but I was. There were terrifying moments in it that I thought were, um, you know, something that kind of got to me more than anything else in recent horror. So, um, I'm glad I did that. I'm glad I kind of went back in and, and at least psyched myself up for, um, if not necessarily the tone of this new one, but kind of the journey that this character has been on so that this one could, even though that history was erased, it, it still kind of gave me some kind of history with the character period, if that makes sense.
1: I hear you. Well, yeah. talk, we'll talk more about it, obviously, but let's get to, a. Uh... Let's get to Brandon. You're basically the polar opposite of Philip when it comes to the Halloween franchise. Um, you've on your own blog, NapTown. I've
2: watched yeah, them.
1: Yeah, you've watched them. <laughs> but at, at NapTown nerd, you, you famously have like 30 days of Halloween, where you, you had multiple, multiple blog posts all about the entire franchise and whatnot. And Halloween is one of your favorite movies. If is it your favorite movie? Is it, you declare it that way? Halloween. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I it. Cool. Very, yeah. um,
1: so with all that in mind, I'm very curious to hear what your thoughts were on this new one.
2: Um, first of all, like I, I, I liked it. It's a fun, it's a pretty fun slasher movie. Um, it's weird. Uh, like I don't mind erasing the continuity. Halloween's always done that. Like, uh, every 10 years, they, they wipe the slate clean and they start fresh. Like Halloween four is pretty much doing that. It's, it's a total redo of the first one i mean they didn't even have to have the daniel harris character be related jamie lee curtis for that movie to work i mean it mm-hmm. starts with michael in a like asylum getting transferred escaping going to haddonfield stalking uh, you know girls it could have been random could have worked that way they but they, they tied it in because two says hey he goes after her sister because he related well why would he go back if she's gone there and then you know h2o Okay, we'll wipe out those sequels we just did. We got Jamie Lee Curtis back. We'll start a fresh Halloween 3. Okay, ten years later, nine years later, Rob Zombie. Okay, we'll start everything. We'll wipe everything and just start over again. Um, and then here we are ten years later. Let's wipe everything clean past the first one and start over again. It's nothing new. they sell it as a new idea all the time. But every ten years, this franchise resets. It's a, it's a pattern. But... Um, this is fun. I, there's a lot of, like, there's some stuff you can do some fun deep reads with, with characters between Jamie, or Jamie the Curse, uh, Lori Strode, and, and Michael.
3: The boogeyman. All this hiding, all this preparation, it was for nothing. I mean, it took priority over your
1: family. It cost you your family. If the way I raised your mother
3: means that she hates me, but that she's prepared for the horrors of this world, then I can live with that. Say goodbye to Michael and get over it.
2: Um, but it's also on the surface. It's pretty straightforward. Um, slasher movie, any complexities lies just kind of with like Lori's character and her family. Um, I do. I like the menace that Michael brings and the emptiness that he has once again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh i do feel like um it's maybe it's i've only seen it once but it felt like something was like it wasn't unlike the first film it didn't feel patient with a lot of its um suspense sequences and stuff it seemed to want to get right to it and i and and it's actually one of the funniest halloween movies like there's some solid humor and yes you got Dan mcbride and yes it's kind of obvious we're he probably contributed some of the <laughs> humorous touches to it, but uh, it's still this, nice to have. But it's not happen. like David Gordon Green didn't get solo writing credits on
1: all
0: those Eastbound episodes. no, I know no. what Brendan's saying. At, at some point, I'll, I was trying to pick out. That was a I mean. McBride like,
2: yeah, you know, it sounds like something Danny McBride would say, which doesn't hurt yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I just can easily pick it out. Um, I don't know. It's more brutal than I thought it would be. Um, it's not as I don't know. It's it's kind of got some messiness to it. Uh, as a film, um, that was kind of surprising. I thought it was going to be a li- little like have a little bit more competency. There's like a there's a there's a turn that feels kind of weird in the film, and like but also interesting, but also doesn't fully get explored uh, as much as I thought. But I think people are going to love this film, and then I think uh, let some years pass, it's gonna people are gonna not like it. Like H2O was pretty well praised and liked upon you know when it came out, people. We're crazy about that and you look back oh, now it's, it's maybe uh it's maybe uh 5050 with people um but they seem to hit the moment uh, get it right uh yeah I I don't know I I Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it uh, it's got will Patton feels like a real fit for Haddonfield for some mm-hmm. reason mm-hmm. um I don't know it's real it's it's interesting it's its own thing oh I want to say okay a lot of people compare this to like I've seen like the Force Awakens for Halloween, which I, I can get that a bit uh, because it's a palate cleanser. It's trying to make you feel like after the Rob Zombie Halloween movies were pretty polarizing to people, they need to remind people of why they liked Halloween again, and apparently it brought in the excitement. But I also think it's very Skyfallish, the James okay, Bond film, okay. because yeah. because as a this movie is both. Fun for a fan to watch and a little hard because while they wipe out all the sequels, this movie seems to be a patchwork of some of the best moments of those sequels they decided to ignore. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of like stuff that keeps that had me my brain thinking about other films in the series while I'm trying to just focus on this one. And it was a slightly distracting uh, from time to time, whereas little probably unintentional moments seem like callbacks when they probably weren't weren't. They were just incidental. Uh, because there were so many, like, nods to different uh, films in the series. And
1: because, sure. the like, I think Michael Myers and the Halloween, like, there's a simplicity there compared to some of the more elaborate things going on in some of the other slasher franchises where right. you can only do so many things with a guy that doesn't use too many tools of the trade to accomplish what he's trying to go for. You know? Right, right, yeah. But, uh, all right, cool. Let, well, again, we'll talk more about this, but let's get to Abe's thoughts real quick. Uh, but before we do that, uh, Halloween grows 77 million this weekend at the box office pretty which good is insane yeah. i believe it's the highest it's something like the highest um grossing day de- horror debut for a film start with a female lead and sorry, 55 and over and, yeah. and the highest for the lead that's 55 and over um yeah, it's it's an impressive debut as far as films like this are concerned in general, um, and what like a B plus cinema score like so you know it has its fans <laughs> like it's right. people it, it it traded in on the nostalgia for sure and it seems to accomplish what it did not to mention it you know cost ten million dollars because blue work works cheap um, so you know good on it cost ten million dollars blue mouse works cheap babe <laughs> and what, Ooh,
2: yeah and that's just... why, that was the right move that was why I got so that's, excited that's when it. they were attached to it because I'm like right. oh. Someone's like going to plunk twenty, like Jason Frey, all them. Don't plunk twenty plus million. The best stuff comes from them when they keep the budget really low. and
1: it's yeah. not like there's much here. There's like a you know a neighborhood and a house, a house, like, yeah. That's, exactly. that's, that's it. Abe, what what'd you think? Where, where are you with Halloween? What do you think of this film?
0: I enjoy Halloween, the John Carpenter original. Um, it, it used to come on a lot during actual Halloween when we were kids. So it would play while we would run in and out of the house, going trick or treating from. In our neighborhood um and so i always i always kind of like uh, fear it and also enjoy it at the same time um i didn't see halloween 2 till much later i remember same same thing with philip halloween 3 i was like there's no michael myers in here um, but there's something called the season of the witch i don't know if that's all about and uh, i skipped four five six uh maybe watching like a few scenes here or there halloween h2 i remember that was a big buzz in like 1998 99 or whenever it was and uh very very like fun i guess because people were dressing up this is like before uh things went sour at 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 movie theaters where you could kind of like dress up and wear masks if you wanted to um skipped everything else and i haven't seen the rob zombie stuff so that's where i am with the the series so kind of only watching three out of the the eight or eleven um and this newest one
1: all right so what'd you think of this movie
0: i really enjoyed this one i think that this is um Kind of coming out of, I'm coming in hot because I just watched it about an hour and a half ago. Um, I really think that it's a good movie, and I think that it could be bordering on like a great horror movie. Um, and what I mean by that is, it's not so much about Michael Myers slashing it up, because like what Brandon said, he's super brutal in this, which I which I kind of like, but at the same time, it it's kind of a no nonsense story. Like it kind of just gets down to brass tacks and when we talk about that budget that's why i was like oh this is great then because if it's 10 million bucks yeah we don't have time to go through like other sequences of the thing but like what brandon also mentioned i think as much as a uh, as good as it is there is some pace that i think could add some more menace to it the way that carpenter kind of did but with all that being said what i really liked about it is that michael i like how you know in stuff like curse of or return of or resurrection or whatever the case is or even rob zombie stuff where they're always trying trying to figure michael out it's like oh you know this is it i love how in this one they're just like no man like if you figure it out i'm i'm glad that you're trying to figure it out you're also gonna die and i was like i i was really kind of hoping that that podcaster dude in the beginning was like i hope that something terrible happens to that guy because he's just really annoying me everyone's <laughs> want everyone's <laughs> wanting to, everyone's wanting michael to say something right and I'm just glad that Michael's just like, man, f you. Here's here's your uh, here's a boot to the face kind of thing. Um, and I think that there's actually some really cool visual storytelling that they're doing, especially when he gets to Haddonfield after the the cemetery sequence mm-hmm. when kids are trick or treating. I think there's like some really cool stuff that happens. Um, they uh, just do some cool camera stuff. But with all that being said, though, you know. All the characters, except, uh, except for, like, Lori and uh, Judy Greer and their Judy Greer's daughter, uh, Allison, um, everybody is kind of just, like, there, there's no additional layers of fat there. You know, uh, Allison's friends, you don't need to know that they're going to be promiscuous or whatever. They actually don't even get to that level. They're just, like, brutally murdered. And, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, it happens, and I was kind of just okay with them finishing what they had to do so they could get to what would become the third act so i really enjoyed it for its simplicity but also you know i'm, I'm not big on on jump scares and this one does have it but at the same time they kind of just go for like this storyline that is a little bit more serious too which i liked and i actually really enjoyed the third act where they kind of turn it around visual storytelling wise you've seen michael disappear from lawns and whatever else and I just like that they kind of just were were uh, taking some chances on what what happens uh, in the movie. So I come away with this really really high. Um, I'm curious to see what's going to happen when it comes when I get off my high and come down. Like what Brandon was mentioning. So maybe like a couple of years from I'm like yeah it's kind of weird, it's kind of wacky, but for the most part. I really, really like this movie.
1: I like hot take, Abe over here. This is, this is fun.
0: It's <laughs> just like
1: you're, you're you're you've been less enthusiastic out over movies that you've had
0: on your top ten of the year.
1: Like you're just really high on this movie right now. It's that's fun to hear. It, it, it
0: kind of just exe- exceeded some expectations of oh, a slasher film, and oh, now I'm gonna have to wait for some friends to like. You know, have promiscuous sex, and then Michael's going to come in and ruin it. Or just like, no, he's straight to the point. He's just killing fools left and right.
1: I um, so Halloween is my. It's the it's the movie. It's the series. It's the franchise that I horror franchise that I tend to say is my favorite kind of of these of these like slasher films or what have you. Because I do admire the simplicity. I like that there's a. I said this last week on the show that there's a. It seems like there's a lack of self awareness that some of the others have, like Friday the Thirteenth and *Miranda* Elm Street, which is not necessarily a bad thing. It's just I I seem to respond to how the Halloween sequels treat their premise and setup. Um, And so, I yeah, I I enjoy this film series. Obviously, the first is a classic, and I have various feelings on the various sequels. Um, But coming into this one, I was like, yeah, this sounds great as far as, look, we got all these people back, including Nick Castle and John Carpenter, to do the score, which is amazing. We haven't talked about this, by the way. The score is amazing Mm -hmm. in this movie. It's fantastic. Oh, yeah. but, yeah, the idea of doing this again, and much like Brandon, you said, yeah, the, the series doesn't know how to reset itself every now and again. And so it's not, for those that are familiar with the series, it's not an entirely new concept to be like, yeah, we're doing this over. But I do like that that was the take they did, like, completely doing it over, taking out even the, the mm-hmm. brother-sister aspect. That was a fun, like, yeah, let's do we're just, whatever with this franchise. Let's just go for it. This, <laughs> let's, just, yeah. let's just say, fuck it, and move on. And in that regard, I do like this movie. I think it's enjoyable. I think it works as a fun slasher film that comes off seeming a little bit more professionally made. Not to say mm-hmm. that the others weren't made with you know the utmost up- competence or what have you, but David Gordon Green is an accomplished filmmaker. He's made some movies that are wildly different from this, like George Washington or Pineapple Express. But it's like no, he's he's putting that kind of. I mean, early on, it's with like George Washington specifically and all the Real Girls. There was a lot of talk like this guy's like a Malik Light type filmmaker, and I'm not gonna say this Halloween evokes that same kind of Malik sensibility <laughs> that he had in his earlier <laughs> films, but there's certainly a sense of this is a guy that knows what he wants to do with the camera and how to set up potential menace, and I think he does that really well. I I, I wouldn't necessarily say I was scared by this film, but I would right. say that this is the most terrifying Michael Myers has been in ages. I do think he does a great job of setting up the horror that this thing brings by being in Haddonfield. And by taking away the dynamic that exists between him and Lori, it just means he's back to being this guy that just walks around and kills things because he can. And I think that's, I think that's inherently terrifying. Uh, Right. And and the way the camera allows you to see that, I think is great. I also love that Michael's still a bit of a prankster. I like that. He has this like (laughs) weird, like sense of humor about how to handle these things. Like the teeth thing that you've seen in all the trailers. That's that's what's most. Yeah. It's like, it's not like he has to do this. It's not like he has to be like, hey, <laughs> I'm going to kill you now, but let me make sure to show you teeth first. He's just like, you know what would be fucked up? If I grabbed this guy's teeth and just threw him <laughs> on the ground in front of you before I went after you. Like, it's weird that he has this kind of, It goes back to the first note. It goes back to Carpenters. It goes back to Carpenters, where, like, he has the sheet and the glasses. Like, exactly! It's not, it's not like he needs mm-hmm. to do this to kill PJ I Souls. have so many questions about that scene. <laughs> but, it's, but it's just because he's just crazy. He's a crazy
0: person. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> A sane person doesn't do this. A crazy person does this Can <laughs> I answer really quickly? Yeah. So on, in that scene in Halloween 70-whatever, 70 Carpenter's of Bristol, Yeah. what I find funny is, like, Michael thinking, like, if you went to Michael's head, he's like, you know would be funny? If I take this guy's glasses <laughs> and put a sheet over myself, cut out eye holes, and pretend that I'm him. It's like, what? It, it's like a weird, like, it's like a kid's CD-ROM game. It's like, you
1: need to have all the correct things so you can proceed to the next level. It's like, well, she won't be convinced if I'm not wearing the glasses, so I need to have them <laughs> <on>. <laughs> <laughs> so regardless back to this movie i like how they handle michael i think both like um nick castle he's he's only like in like the scenes where he's on like he's, it's he's barely in this movie it's mainly handled by um by uh what's the name i just had in front of me uh james jude courtney and i think right. he does a great job as michael i think he brings back like Brandon, You said that emptiness i like mm-hmm. that, that just like there's just nothing there it's just and though and how you can apply that to your horror villain i think it has to be very impressive to make a character that's nothing except a, a hand and a knife in it or whatever he finds uh, make that threatening i think that's really good stuff i think it's really cool to see an actor do v- so much with very very little um, at right. the same time jamie lee curtis is great here like she does her I, job of, of portraying Lori. I, I think something about h2o in our rewatch, because I watched, so I watched it again, and then I watched it for our with our commentary track that we did, which is available on iTunes. Um, I'm not going to say she's bad at H2O, but I do think there's it feels it doesn't feel like she's playing Lori Strode so much as she's playing Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, where I think she seems to be playing a character in this film, she seems to be playing a version of Lori Strode that I really appreciated. I thought it was really well done, and I think Judy Greer as her daughter does a good job, and um, Andy Matichek as Allison her her granddaughter, mm-hmm. she does a right. good job. And they do so much of a good job that I was annoyed that the film doesn't do more with them. <laughs> like, I appreciated how much yeah. good, how good the character work was done to a point where I'm annoyed that it's still a slasher movie. So we have to not do more with that. Like, yeah. if this was just a movie about people dealing with PTSD, I think there's a fascinating movie here. But it's not that. It's a horror movie by Michael Myers. So you have to get exactly. to that <laughs> stuff. And so, you know, I can't. I, I can't judge it on that fact, but I can say that David Gordon Green and Dan McBride and Fraley, they did such a great job with the characters that I was disappointed that there wasn't more stuff with the characters. Yeah, same. Um, so that leads me to say that I, I do think the, I, I think it it really bends over backwards to make the slasher filmness of it work, uh, particularly in the third act where you have to make some very big choices to make certain things happen. And so there is one twist that I think we all know about that i don't need to get into that happens that I just, it was hard for me to wrap my mind around as far as this is the reason that we need to get Michael to be in this certain place. It's like, okay, we really... Really
2: had to had to grind well, it, the gears it, together it, to make that work. It's not bad, but it just kind of feels like it comes out of nowhere. It's just and then doesn't yeah. go anywhere at like it's just. Well, well it's, kinda, it's, I don't it's, know if it's, it comes it's, out. Of, I mean, we're entirely, super vague
1: it, about it. It's entirely plot contrivance. Like that's that's. Yeah, it needs yeah. to be that, and and it's it. The thing is. I mean this is the 11th entry of this series. It's not like the other films have done super clever things in spite of this film. So it's like how how much should I really punish this movie <laughs> as far as as far as the, the the plot mechanics it needs to make in order to make something happen. So it's like yeah. all right, if I look at it through that lens, I can appreciate it more. Uh, but even even then the third I again, I think Jamie Lee Curtis is very good in this movie. I don't right. think I'm a huge fan of the third act. I think that's that I I feel like there's I like things that happen in it, but I would say I like, I think I appreciate H2O, especially the ending more than this movie, as far as the kind of rematch between the two. I think it's more, I think I felt more satisfied by how that played you, out. You needed
0: Michael come down from the ceiling on one honor.
1: Well, that's a cool move right there. I mean, <laughs> I, think, I
2: think, I think the, I think the, re, I think the result of H2O's match uh-huh. is more satisfying yeah. than this one from a, uh, fist pump crowd pleaser moment thing. Sure. Uh, this one plays for a different way while having that same kind of uh back and forth fighting mm-hmm. but it's the result of it like i, I was just like oh that's that's oh, okay that's how we're doing this But well, um, I, I mean I but guess, like h yeah. when that ended you were jumped out of your seat and clapped and people were cheering this one doesn't have that kind of thing yeah and I, well instead of having
1: you know Instead of having that kind of, yeah, fuck yeah moment at the end of H2O, 2- it has this more, apparently we've arrived at a, a a feminist theme here where I'm like, did the movie earn this, though? It just seems like it kind of happened that way. And that's, so that, I guess that's my question to you guys. Do you feel like there is, because I know that's been talked about, too, as far as thematically what this film's going for, as far as Jamie Lee Curtis and her PTSD along with having uh, the, the women, which is not new to this franchise, but the women being like, the ones that are have to take on this evil did you appreciate how that played into the story thematically and what the movie seems to be trying to say
2: uh, I think I think it's there I think it's um it kind of it, it's earned and then the ending there there's an ambiguity to the ending that you can read in a lot to Sure um with it maybe I I can't talk about the ending but <laughs> um it would help, like, conversation, but I think you can, certain reads into it, it works very well if that's an intention. Um, but, there, I mean, there's many different interpretations to that, which is cool to have, whereas, you know, H2O just has one, like, boom, this is it. Um, easy, satisfying ending where this one might add a couple layers more complexity. Not that it's, like, super deep or anything, but just... But I think the film feels a... it's deeper than I think it is. I think that's my issue. Oh, no, well, no, I mean, no, no. I think they wanted to sell this film as deeper. I think they try to have some things deeper, but it's um, v- much more straightforward than like I was expecting for what they were telling me. But it does it does have some things, good talking points, good uh, reads and stuff. But it, at the end of the day, it
3: is a lot more straightforward. Philip, yeah. what are your thoughts? Like, oh, we haven't heard from Philip in a while. <laughs> no, it's fine. I was I'm I'm thinking of questions I want to ask you guys now. But um, sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to, what uh, Abe was saying about. Uh, I was trying to think. I'll say this: what, what I appreciated, like I'm, I'm always, I'm a little biased towards David Gordon Green, anyways, just because he's from Little Rock and everything. So I'm always yes. like, <laughs> really rooting for the guy.
1: And David uh, Gordon Green and
3: Jeff Nichols are just your boys, I guess. Right? Is, hey man, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get it where I can, you know, and. Uh, Uh, but no so i'm always rooting for him and the thing that does come around i promise i'm not just throwing that out there but um it's
4: because
3: like i went into stronger last year and it just looked like such a standard like oscar bait drama true story deal Mm -hmm. and i actually and because of that preconception i went in with and came out just like oh that was actually like a good movie like that had some like truthful moments in it that were, um, you know, just honest and everything. And it turned this. Uh, I I went in with a, how are you gonna make this type of movie like appealing in any way that I haven't seen before? And he did it with that. And so, went going into a Halloween movie, especially after rewatching ten of them in a row, That's and great. being like, how are you going to make something I've seen countless times before? you know, how are you going to do something different with it? And then he did do that. Like for me, he did it here where it was, it was different enough and it put a different enough spin on it that I like thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, And, and like you were saying, Aaron, about the dynamic between the the three generations um, that first 45 minutes exploring the PTSD type of uh, Lori's character. And then how, her daughter was affected by it, but then how her granddaughter is kind of in the middle of them to uh, those two extremes and, and, and kind of trying to find the balance of, of truth in there somewhere. I, i loved all of that stuff. And uh, so, I don't, I mean, I don't know. i I was just uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. I was surprised that it, it took that course. Um, you know, it makes sense uh, for this era we're in right now. And it, it may be, uh more of a signifier of the era it was made in you know in in a decade or so uh than anything else but um i i i dug the conversation yeah and i think that kind of gets
0: back to something that brandon was mentioning about if you wanted to have a deeper lore story movie you certainly could like you could think about it and talk about it because they do mention it quite a number of times and it's it's actually a really good question right of what happens to Laurie Strode after movie one? Like, how does she live her life? Right. And she basically lives it in fear, but also in, in hopes of like defeating the evil type thing. Um, she's Sarah Connor, she's Sarah when- Connor. And she's also, <laughs> she's also uh, zero dark 30. She's Maya. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it becomes one of those things where it's like, I'm, I'm so like, it's consuming. My Where's life. Michael Myers. Exactly. <laughs> when was the last time you saw Michael Myers? <laughs> um, but it, it's also cool just to, you know the 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 new Doctor Loomis, which is a funny line in the movie, is just he's got a good question of like, well, you know, what does this do to Mike Myers? It's like I don't know if anyone ever really needs to answer that because I think the answer is always just, well, he's just this dude who just has this bloodlust. You know what I mean? There's no like, oh, why did he do it? It's like, I don't. I'm glad that they kind of just did away with that. They talk about it, but they do away with it in this one.
1: Well, they I like how they they treat the podcasters. Like the people that want, like like the message boards that want to delve deeper into it. Like, like that's what it's going for. It's like, yeah, we, we have these guys that are exploring this thing, and the whole point of the movie, the whole point of Michael Myers is that he's not anything important or deeper than what we're seeing, and that it, you know, mm-hmm. promptly murders them very horrifically as well. No, <laughs> it, just, it crushes that.
3: Michael Myers is a human being who killed his sister when he was six years old. And he came after you. We just want to know why. We want a glimpse inside his mind.
0: Michael Myers murdered five people.
4: And he's a human being we need to understand. They're transferring him.
3: Tomorrow, 7 o'clock. He'll be locked away until the end of his days. That's the idea.
4: Laurie, we saw him. We met with Michael. I showed him the mask. It was nothing. No response. Nothing. He won't talk to anyone. Never has.
2: But I think he might speak with you. I would would say first about the the Laurie portrayal. You know, it's funny that like this type of thing is being uh, the way that she's being used in this movie is being like celebrated. People are really capturing onto this. But Rob Zombie explored the same type of stuff with his second film. And was like berated for mistreatment of the characters and and stuff like that by their focusing on a darker side of trauma. Yeah,
1: this which this is, is the, very this is the um, uh, Casino Royale to Rob Zombie's uh, Timothy Dalton films.
2: Yeah, and and also <laughs> like they didn't they, they also one of the things with Rob Zombie's first film was they didn't like the uh, potty mouth of the teen girls. The way they talked in that original one, where these—I mean, these teens talk just about the same. Um, but it, it's funny. Like I think the people just had a. I, I'm not saying Rob Zombie's films are perfect, but some of the things they were turning on that film for are present here.
4: Yeah. Same I with mean, the brutality.
2: I like, was gonna say the brutality is is yeah. a, a step up almost from Rob's. Interesting.
3: Okay. Well, and it even takes one of the kills is kind of straight out of that second one, and it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, I won't. We won't go into which one it is, but no, I, I now I'm
1: curious. Cause... <laughs> no,
3: well, it's I would you know, I would
1: say the zombie films are a little more in your face about these things, though, and it's very it's a it's G- very... David
2: Gordon Green has a sense of restraint where yeah. a zombie doesn't, but he has yeah. the same amount of push and violence. Uh, and I, w- I would disagree, characters. but I do
1: think there's the the delivery is like you're saying restraint is a key. Like there's a number yes. of kills we don't see in this movie, which I admire. I was surprised right. by like there's it's one a, there's one key a, one where yeah. someone. Walks back into a thing thinking that he might get a handle on the situation. We never, we don't see how that goes. We just see the results of it. It's like, oh, you know, okay,
0: maybe. that's a thing. Yeah, and but that that goes to your uh, the whole entire notion of again, it's not it, it it's not it's not wasting extra film to show. Oh no, there was a struggle. You know what I mean? It's just like no, Michael is a menace, and this is the stuff that he does. Because I know exactly which skill you're talking about, mm-hmm. and it kind of it. It was kind of cool to have that hesitation moment from that character for a second, but I was—it's not as though I needed to see it like.
2: Well, works for the it, audience, you don't know which people you're gonna see brutally murdered and which ones right. are gonna be off screen, so and it, it also, can still come as a surprise when you do. see Yeah, because it. It, uh, as the
0: surprises go, yo, Aaron, you talked about it too, Michael, with his like weird sensibilities, like mm-hmm. he loves to make like everything halloweeny so there's like you know there's like some cool stuff that he does do which actually adds some tension but there's actually one one of his particular you know gruesome uh things that he does to one of the the side characters and i was like this is pretty fucked up so but it's also like it's also like michael he definitely needs to be stopped
2: yeah, I, I think one thing that's interesting, too, with this is that in this movie, like Laurie Strode cares much more about Michael Myers and Michael Myers cares about Laurie Strode. They try oh, to have sure. this. Yeah. And and, oh, it, and exactly. it's built up by the the doctor uh, and the, the podcasters that there's some thing between them. And there's not. There's only Laurie's dealing with trauma and her obsession over Michael. Because Michael gets out, he doesn't come for Laurie. He's just, right, oh, no. I'm out. Let's do this. She's nothing. She was just she was just another the person he was going after when he got caught um and i think that's an interesting angle that keeps michael still mysterious like yeah. he's got a mission they want to know it everyone wants they want him to speak they want to know it they'll never find it out it drives them nuts but he's the only guy who knows what he's doing they he'll you know why would he put the person in that bed sheet why would he do that well, we don't know he knows and that's what makes him scary like he's the only person who's ever going to know his mission okay. And, and it hasn't been that way since, like, the first film, and they're really channeling some of that.
0: Yeah, you you mentioned the emptiness, and, and you mentioned also, like, his... Um, I found that very... Not chilling, but I found that very, like evocative of a good type of movie like motivations like there's nothing really that there i don't know why people are searching for it. like in terms of the message board folks and also all the other movies there's nothing that we should really be searching for And you know there. at one point michael is just oh he's been cursed so he can never die kind of thing it's like this guy's just he's killing fools actually uh, what's his face the 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 sheriff's deputy um Patton. Well Patton, mm-hmm. he actually has like this really cool line. I mean, he calls it the baby killer murders or
3: babysitter murders. That was the original title. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah.
0: And I was like, "See, that's all you really need to know." Like well, there's even nothing the line, else.
3: even the line about the uh, you know, where they dismissed the brother sister thing and uh the granda uh, what's uh Allison says. Allison. Uh, uh, you know, they just told themselves that it was some people started to make themselves feel better. You know, and it's all, it's all about that uh just trying to find a reason for it to, to reassure you that it wasn't just random and it couldn't be you. There was a you know purpose for it and everything. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys. Well,
1: real real quick, because re, re, I, I want to stay on that point for a second. I, I do think there's, I think I like that the movie does, a, it does get what it's doing. It gets that. Oh, it's, yeah. It mm-hmm. gets these themes. And like you were talking about that conversation about ditching the whole brother or sister thing. That's the same conversation where one of the friends is like, why does this even matter? Like the guy only killed like five people. Worst things yeah, have yeah. happened. That's such a. I mean, it. In context, it's like, well, that that's kind of shitty to say, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, the. the why, is he so why, <laughs> why, why, why is this a big deal if it only affected so many people forty years ago? And so I like that the movie does ask that question and tries to get you in that mindset of like, yeah, Laurie's the one that's really go like you're saying, Brandon. Lori's the one that's really all about this thing still, where everyone else has basically moved on and so it's mm-hmm. there are yeah. some, i mean i look forward to seeing this again because i want to like think about these Same. questions more when i see it a second time well i kind
0: of i kind of want to pick up on like some of the easter egg stuff but um oh, yeah, well, and also like just the the
3: general thoughts but
0: for sure philip you had a yeah, question
3: mm-hmm. no i was gonna say what did you guys think of the um because i was kind of hoping they i mean i get that i like that they acknowledge it with the line and everything about you're the new loomis but i was really hoping they wouldn't do like a new Loomis type character. Like I felt, I thought
2: Lori would be the stand in for that somewhat. Yeah. The person warning everybody in town knows all about Michael, you know, I thought that she kind of does, does, but then they throw that guy in there. That's like, Nope, (laughs) he's got a doctor,
3: you know? And, and, you know, when that, you know, that turn does happen, the one you guys were talking about earlier and, you know, I'll try not to allude to it too much, but I mean, it is because he, you know, that's, that feels like his main purpose and it just felt it, like it was a contrivance, like too much of one. And I, I'm definitely with you guys on that. Like I, that was kind of the the twist. I was like, I didn't fully buy into. Agreed. It, yeah, yeah. I feel
2: like it, it's there to explain. Oh, I, I'm sorry, I can't. I guess I can't. Yeah. There's a
1: thing that happens. It, it, there's it, a thing it, that early like...
2: in the movie uh, that I think it's there to help kind of explain that in case people are wondering how something happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Sure. Yeah. What I
0: actually liked about or the earlier part that happened, you know, the bus stuff was just it doesn't it wasn't explained. You know what I mean? Like it's though not, 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 we need that explanation. It's it's weird for me to say because sometimes I really want it in a movie, but sometimes for other movies it works best because it's superfluous to the storyline. So when those when the father and son, which is a funny exchange sequence, we, of we'll talk ends, about
1: that later because I want to off air because I want to talk specifically about, yeah, something yeah.
0: about that to go on. But um, you know, it's not as though you needed to have a flashback or um, somebody needed to add some exposition and say, oh, no, and then, like, this happens. It's, it's not a Predators-type situation where you have, like, a whole exchange on a bus and then the action happens. It just happened. It's almost a callback to the original one where uh, there's just people walking around. Um, and it, then, it is uh, a callback as far as that vision yeah, no, yeah. uh... And then it just gets into what it needs to get into, which is... How gruesome Michael can be because I was not expect. I was kind of like thinking like it would be cool if they did something in that sequence, and they did do it. And I was like, see, this shows just how menacing this guy is. He doesn't care.
1: It seems like we should really stop transporting Michael Myers on Halloween or around it. It seems like there's probably better
0: dates, better dates to
1: choose. Without (laughs) without
2: spoilers, I think like you can explain that. Oh, I think you. I mean, (laughs) the movie goes out of its way to make it clear
1: why certain things are happening the way they are. At the same time, there's a different way to write that as well. Yeah. That's just. That's not even a gripe. That's just, you know, me joking around. But it's like probably the guy that's famous for doing something on Halloween shouldn't be moved around during Halloween. It seems like that's right. 101. Right.
2: right there. <laughs> Even if the previous sequels never happened. Exactly. Still... Yeah.
1: <laughs> it just seems like a good, like, put that on the wall, like, don't move Michael Myers on October 30th. You guys, <laughs> you guys have
2: tried the 30th. You've tried the 29th. Let's <laughs> it's just, no. Let's... Yeah.
1: But Michael's a December guy now. Let's leave him there. Let's, let's, you know. <laughs> I want to talk about some of these performances. Um, yes. We, we've talked about uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, already, and uh, a little bit of some of the others. Um, um, I wanted, I really just want to shout out Toby Huss, who I think is great as Judy Greer's husband, Ray. Yeah. Um, hmm? Toby Huss is a great character actor. Lonnie, he, one of Lonnie Elam's buddies. Yeah, for exactly. That movie. He, uh, he gets some great, like, it, just his introduction alone, where he's like making a sandwich. It's just like, there's so much fun happening here. I just want to, like, I want to see this family. Like, I'm saying, I like these characters so much, which is impressive for films like this is like i'm just into this family and it's like this guy he's such like a he's such like a fun movie dad where it's like oh this guy i, I hope he doesn't die like that's my whole thought the whole time yeah. <laughs> it's like he's such he's so yeah. like he's so affable um but no i like Toby. So what, what are the others what were your thoughts on the other people in this film
2: i i like well of course judy greer um right and she uh, judy greer gets some of the bigger cool moments in the film uh, I, I have to. I, w- I want to point out like the the teens mm-hmm. that are here. They, they don't have a whole lot of scenes, but I think they're well performed enough, and like they all seem to have some good humor written in there, which I'll credit McBride. That it's enough to make us care about them in each of their little segments yeah, uh, that we yeah. have in the film. So you feel bad, and you actually like these kids with how little we're given of them, because I mean this movie its focus is on Jamie Lee Curtis. Her, her daughter, you know, her, her granddaughter obviously leads us to the teen stuff. But there, and she's got friends, but there's not enough time for all of them.
1: Yeah, and... it doesn't, well, I like that it doesn't try to it doesn't feel like, we mentioned Force Awakens, it doesn't feel like it's going beat for beat with a, with the original movie. Exactly. It, it feels right. like it's very much indebted to that movie, but it's not like you can mm-hmm. put these on top of each other and get the same beats going. And I appreciate right. that, but yeah, you do get like a sense of here's a, a younger generation of Strode and her friends walking around town, but it's not going for the same idea. It's it's movie. Yeah,
2: like her, her granddaughter actually mm-hmm. goes to the Halloween parties and, stuff, and it's her friend that's stuck baby, you know. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say that
3: I was glad that she was like she could have been very easily a retread of, Jamie Lee Curtis in the first movie, and I like that she had some of those qualities, like she was very sure of herself and kind of uh, you know a prude in some aspects, but she was still very you know popular and willing to you know be a part of the the crowd in some points and stuff. Right. And, and it does have
2: fun reversals of things yeah. from the original film, which I like. That's fun, yeah. but yeah, but I I want to put yeah the teen the teen characters were. Uh, well done for how little they had screen time. One I them, agree.
1: Um, chapstick kid gets involved in, I think, the most <laughs> creative, like setup for... Actually, I think they're all pretty creative, actually. There's, like, yeah. oh, there's, a, good, actually really there's a good variety stuff. of setups yeah. for murder scenes, and I do think that... But I like the, the place of motion sensors, and I thought that was very clever. I thought that, that was, was really crazy. cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. cool.
0: And, and the, you know, it certainly adds to the heightened expectations uh, of what's going to happen, and when it does, I'm glad that it wasn't just, like, a one-shot thing. It, it actually extends for a little bit. Oh, yeah. So you build that tension, and then there's, like, an, uh, like a heart race sequence. It's like, oh, no! But, um... I want to I echo your parts uh, about Toby Huss and also basically I liked that the family wasn't just one of those like, oh, grandma's crazy. So, you know, it's more like, you know, we have our problems and we just don't really want her around you because we think she's a bad influence and she's kind of been doing this to me and I don't want it to happen to you. But it's not as though it's like – it you know how in some movies the kids are always like, oh, man, there's there's something in the dark. And the parents are just like, no, there's not. Go to sleep. it's It's – Actually, everyone's like, you know, this actually is happening now. We Let's be all serious about this. We're all going to go to this house. There's no questions asked, um, and we've all got to, like, stick around. And even when things do happen on, in the third act, Toby Huss isn't a dummy about it. You know, it's there's logical reasons why he would go check out what happened outside. Well, because of, I <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I had to... <laughs> I had a little
1: bit of eye roll with some of the actions yeah. being taken place in the third act. but be, I oh, For sure, for sure. And I, they, I, like even Because I know, Brandon, you say this a lot, where it's like, well, the characters in the movie don't know they're in a horror movie. So
2: you have to think. What but oh, to oh, hold on. In the third act of this one, they know they're in a horror Yeah, movie. and they made,
1: there's some choices, even by Lori where I'm like, really? I mean agreed there's agreed. there's yeah. a there's a space you can be in where there's no way else nowhere no other way to get into that space and you're still doing a thing and it's like okay
0: all right it's part of a, it's part of a what they're
1: supposed to do i guess uh, yeah I but know. It, uh, it's, I what, wanna, it's what i'm saying out. about the how the movie has to subscribe to being a slasher movie still even though i like the other stuff going right. on around and that it it's like a haunted house movie
0: at the end there too which is kind of just fun yeah Mm-hmm. Um, I also, in terms of the side characters, I want to shout out that Julian kid, the kid who. Oh yeah,
1: it, he, like, he is That guy. So, oh yeah, really
0: funny. <laughs> but also, he serves like a purpose, and his purpose is to be the kid that he's—he's he's, like the kid that's, you know, Lori—Lori's two kids when she's babysitting. The thing is, like, I like that he was also, uh, kind of telling things that people shouldn't do in horror movies, like. No, make make your boyfriend go upstairs, <laughs> yeah. and, then, yeah. and then also like when the boyfriend comes in, he's like, "Don't go in there because you're gonna die." And then yeah. and then it makes him think twice, and but he's like, "Screw it, I gotta go
3: do it." You know, yeah, kid, so I I yeah, like that, that was there was like I was glad there's... that kid was still his character from Blockers because that was great.
0: Oh, is he yeah. from? Okay. <laughs> I was like, I, I like this kid. I was like, I hope I see him more.
3: <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was he, laughing. At he that. was hilarious,
0: yeah. and, and
1: like and none of the humor feels. Non-organic it doesn't feel like it's like let's have jokes now. Like it feels like no, this that's fits right. to the movie. I really like that. Like we can talk about how you know McBride and Gordon like they have their comedic sensibilities here, but the, it doesn't feel like it's now we're going to spend ten minutes
0: joking and riffing. It just feels like no, this is the a only movie part where that play. happens is the, what? is what they pack for dinner.
1: Yeah, even that is just <laughs> like here's an aside to some yeah. cops and what they're up to. <laughs> like, hey, that's a evening, throw, that's a like...
2: callback to Halloween Five. A brave callback to Halloween Five. Those <laughs> two cops. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I did like Will Patton deliver one of the funny lines. like when when uh, at the scene of a, a crime, when Laurie's like, "I prayed he'd come back," the big trailer flying, and he comes back with like, "That was a bad prayer, Laurie," something like <laughs> yeah. that. Patton's yeah, great like, here. Like,
1: Patton's so good that like he makes a character that supposedly was like the first responder, the original Halloween. It's like this is a character that's not in the mythology, and somehow he makes it seem like he's been here forever. Like that's oh I I yeah. he's yeah. really good. I, I forget
0: who who said it that said like Will Patton just feels like he belongs. Was that you? That Harry? was me. Yeah, was me. "It's like I a glove." By the way, he, he looks like he lives in middle uh, he looks like he lives in Illinois you know he's got that build that fit and he's seen some shit you know and he's also scared which I appreciate that they that they acted upon.
1: Yeah, Will Patton I think has always been a reliable character presence. Like he has like already a, have a gun in space. That's he has, his line from Armageddon. He has like a like a Sam Shepard quality to him. Like he just kind of like yeah. he just kind of fits in there. <laughs> you know,
2: seems... He's like a, he's a better version. Of, like the in Halloween two, um, Charles Cyphers is escorted out after like the first act, yeah. um, and they replaced him with that one cop. And Will Patton feels like a, a more refined, like better version of that guy mm-hmm. uh, with with right. him. Which he's he's uh, yeah he's added to an important part of the mythology. Um, with his character, yeah. uh, but like, yeah, and I think I think actually, um, he's a carryover from another script that uh, wasn't, um, McBride and uh, David Gordon Greens, or they just were on the same page with the previous because uh, Dunstan and uh, Lucier, uh, no, it was um, it was the guys who did the collection, the collector and the collection. Okay, okay, they they were originally doing um this Reading. film, yeah, and they were going to they were they're they had the idea to ignore stuff. And um, no, theirs wasn't 3D. They were just going to do a, a direct sequel to Halloween 2 or Halloween, the first Halloween. And there was a, a sheriff character that was being added to the mythology from that night or whatever. Okay. And yeah. it was going to be in there. But um, it was weird that both these scripts had that element. I
0: got, I got some questions for you guys here. What did you guys think of, um, Brandon, I want, I want to get to the pacing part. Did you guys feel as though the pacing was a little bit? Not as, as a, uh, what's the term I'm looking for? As um, deliberate? Like, did you guys feel as though, oh, there could have been more tension built up? I hear
2: what you're saying. I don't know. Uh, go I don't time. know if it was like that, that first time you're watching a movie and you're into it and things are like moving mm-hmm. faster and then you sit back and relax and go, oh, hey, I guess it wasn't like that. I guess it was just me in the moment. Um, I think things just kind of happen quicker than maybe I expected them to, okay. or some of the editing looked a little bit um, hurried uh, in a couple of moments. Philip, what'd you think?
3: Yeah, I, I, the first hour I thought was like, I was increasingly into it. The more the story like was telling me where it was going to go. Like, um, I, I agree. It kind of hit a wall and had to figure out a few things and where to turn. Um, but I did like that sequence, you know, in the third act in the house, uh, where mm-hmm. uh, the suspense was held for longer than I expected it to be. And, uh, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know, I mean, I was happy with the, with the finale of it, but, uh, that first hour, I definitely was like continuously or uh, consistently intrigued by, uh, well, the characters and the dynamics between the characters and, uh, where it could possibly go. Yeah, right.
1: I, I agree with you. Philip. I, I do think like the, the build up to things worked for me. Um, yeah, I, I can appreciate that this is 2018 and not 1978, so you can't. Necessar- I mean, just based on, like, studio notes, like, you have to have something that really happens every so often. So right. Like the movie seems to be following that structure. It can't be as, you know, leisurely as Carpenter as far as setting up Menace without delivering upon it, which I think you also come to expect when you're watching a movie called Halloween. That's the 11th installment of this franchise. It's like, yeah, right. we got to kind of see Michael do something beyond just stare at people. Um, yeah. So it's like that didn't bother me so much. I would say I, because of just because I know David Gore Green's a very accomplished, you know, filmmaker. I felt a. I felt like there's a little bit of a rush going on, I think is what Philip here's kinda of too towards the end as far yeah. as
4: oh hitting, for sure the end. Hitting yeah. hitting
1: some big beats and hitting some kind of crowd pleasing beats or whatnot, and even like some references I thought were there's some clever stuff there for sure. I mean the Abe you mentioned there's some kind of reversals on what you kind of expect or whatnot.
0: Yeah, um, but there's also a lot of callbacks to everything that you've seen in like yeah. a lot of the classic stuff, which is great. Yeah, but I, I think, And Michael's still acting a full. He's like, When did he get time to, you know, carry a body up? yeah he's he he likes doing his jokes but i I
1: think if anything it's not so much the cinematography it's more some editing choices that got to me like there's a lot of there were some scenes that reminded me of like bad action movies that are too like chopped to pieces or like i feel like i should be seeing some of this stuff clear yeah 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 and it's like it and it didn't it was like we could take a couple steps back here as far as seeing people fall down certain stairs or ladders or things and instead it's like well, this just feels like a jumbled mess, and I was like, "Okay, that's okay. not not so expected from David Gordon Green, who I know yeah. can be very." I mean, like, what's the Snow Angels is incredibly tense for drama with uh, Sam Rockwell and it, right. it, it has remarkable restraint in how it tries to show something it's like where's that David yeah. Gordon Green <laughs> like I, I feel like I got like the guy that's a super fan doing this movie as opposed to the yeah. filmmaker that made you know some of his earlier work uh sure. no it does drama, feel that way yeah which is not a bad yeah. thing necessarily like it's a satisfying movie I don't deny that it just mm-hmm. feels like maybe he got, just got really excited about making this movie compared to really Focused on bringing the craft that he brings to yeah. to certain films,
0: I think that there is some craft here because that's my next question.
1: Oh, I don't, I don't deny is, that there is either.
3: Yeah, I, I know. I, I, I generally like, kind of loved the look of the movie and everything. Yeah. I was happy mm-hmm. with the title card sequence, like. Can we talk about the title cards together? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, it's lovely. It's yeah. Wonderful. I, I yeah. love that thing. Yeah, I love that it was is the same lettering
0: too. Oh yeah, the fun, you know you know me Abe, these days about fonts. Like I was all about the fonts <laughs> of this movie because
1: they used the exact same fonts. Like it was great. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and like the the reversal rotting pumpkin, which is you know shot real time, and they just reversed it, which yeah. is which is great. That was funny. When did um, you notice the
3: the? At first, I was waiting for that nose to come together.
0: I was wondering about that. Yeah. Like, is that a callback to
2: something? let's well, just no, no. That's how the original
3: pumpkin. Yeah, it's the pumpkin oh, okay. Yeah, it's
2: just
1: a it's cool. a carve through the nose as opposed to a, we chopped out a hole in it. Uh, yeah, well, exactly.
3: it looked like see, I, I, I didn't notice that in the original. Then I guess, but I just thought well, it after after like the thirty
2: eighth time you watch it, you, you pick up on that one. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah see, and, not know, and
2: seeing
1: it projected on a giant screen in front of you probably helps a little bit too.
0: Yeah. Well, also they like close in on it, and then you notice that there's like a line there. But I, I you saying. I do think there's a visual like
1: connection to huh knife cuz there's like a big slash yes, right there yeah, I, think it, I think it stands yeah, out
3: I yeah and i had never picked up on that before uh, yeah. so i was like oh that's 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 cool i'm like, like i don't that's think cool.
1: John, i don't think carpenter is necessarily going for that imagery when he put that in there where it i made think that point that, where i think this film is like oh that's actually kind of cool let's emphasize that a bit more this time around
0: like, right, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, it's yeah there and then the other question i had for you guys so cinematography wise what did you guys think of the cinematography and maybe some of the other technical aspects of the movie
1: it looks like a great autumn movie um, mm-hmm. where like yeah. like halloween famously shot in california <laughs> where it's, and like very much trying to hide palm trees and like adding um adding like adding uh leaves, coloring like, coloring col- coloring the leaves coloring the leaves yeah yeah so it's yeah. like this movie's like we have a little bit more budget we can work with here let's uh let's 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 go for autumn yeah. let's really make this feel but, like an I... autumnal film and it does mm-hmm.
0: yeah. Yeah. There's actually like one shot that I really, really enjoy. It's um, after Michael – I mean, obviously, they have Michael in peripheral, and, and it's like the woman who's talking to the phone. She's kind of just like this really, really minor nobody character. But after what happens, they follow him out the door, um, and then there's like this couple that's going to go to a party, and I like that there's like a little hesitation from that character mm-hmm just just like oh yeah ever yeah, since yeah, like, yeah, that's a great shot that's a great yeah where she, i love that where shot she sees she's that there's this guy there and just like yeah she's looking huh. at the camera yeah. and there's like a hesitation and then she gets into the car and and her boyfriend comes back out and then she and then michael does whatever he's gonna do and i just love actually it's it's before i guess but still i just really like that there was like a small little touch like that and I think that that's where uh, David Gordon Green's like, you know, his directing skills kind of come into play. Well,
1: yeah, it's, it's showing Michael's like a kid in a candy store in the most gruesome way possible as far as I have all these options. What can I do? Like, that's what he seems <laughs> like because <laughs> he's he's not going for Laurie. He's just going because, hey, I'm in my I'm in my zone here. <laughs> what am I going to do with all it, these crazy I things? It's I
0: want really, to It's really terrifying when when he kind of goes through that whole entire like Oh, my gosh, I've got access to so many things now. Mm-hmm. Um. The other question I have for you guys was, did you guys kind of miss a shot? Not miss as in, like, you guys looked down and you missed it. More of, like, did you guys kind of want a shot of, like, a, a like a huge, just, like, full shot of Michael just, like, slowly walking somewhere?
2: I mean, we like, like a full like, body? Yeah, kind of distance,
0: just, like, because there's not a whole lot of that per se. There's Michael in sequences.
2: I mean, but- this movie does have a lot of close coverage to it yeah, exactly.
0: um see, i'm thinking he, like you know after Lori runs out of the house you see michael like just walking across the street okay, his, i see
1: what his, you're saying yeah so the scenes in like the original where michael's just literally just on the other side of the, the road that
0: he's yeah. not like everywhere all at once kind of thing like what this movie kind of sort of does um it's more of like no this guy just he's weird like he he doesn't run he he'll f- eventually find you but he's there I see
1: what you're saying. And, like, I, again, that's why I appreciate the simplicity of Michael, where it's like he's not running mm-hmm. after you. He's not. I know some people like to say he teleports, but it's like, no, I think there's a reasonable amount of time that happens where he can just get around to places. Like, mm-hmm. I think what I like about this movie a lot is that it does ground him a, a lot. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't play up the boogeyman aspect of, of, certainly not the other films, but even the original to an extent there. It doesn't necessarily explain his imperviousness to pain, but it doesn't, um, it, it it feels like this person could exist to some degree. Um, That's
0: why he's my uh, all-time feared dude.
1: Where, like, there's not, not enough happens to him to make me think, oh, my God, he got up from that, too? Like, it's just, like, enough mm-hmm. happens where it's like, oh, that probably hurt, but I can still figure a 60-year-old man could, um, <laughs> <laughs> still do the things that... Do you guys, well, do you guys it, see what I'm saying, Brian? What do you think?
2: Well, I, I mean, it's, it's like he's one thing, like, you see him... Uh, the the beginning you know he's old but once he puts on the mask he's anything mm-hmm. yeah like interesting a sudden, that's a you know thing. it's what it feels like like he yeah he's, he sees that and then that maybe that's what spawns him is seeing the mask um but like it feels like that's um uh, he's nothing without that mask or something like that he's, <laughs> but, and then once he sees he can he can grab it again I don't know
1: I do like yeah. that but like it. it like it shows like part of his eye, and you can see that there's a, like a scar there from when Laurie poked him.
0: When like yeah, exactly. There,
1: yeah, th- there's like even a hole in the mask actually too. If you notice <laughs> that, like yeah. it's, it's got it's got details like that where I'm like, I really like how much they're adhering to what happened in that first movie and making that clear to the audience, especially those that are you know huge fans of that first movie to kind of get mm-hmm. what they're going for. Which is why which is why you know carpet. I can see Carpenter being like, yeah, all right, this sounds good board. to me. Like I'm, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, and I like that, I mean, the mistake, you know, Carpenter, uh, he made a lot, he considers making Laurie his sister a mistake, but I mean, logically thinking, when he's writing a movie, we're like, okay, we're bringing back Jamie Lee Curtis and Donald President and so he's like, why would he still be going after this girl? You know, that's the conclusion you come to. When these guys come, they're like, well, what if he's not? Like, what if he's still just random, but she's the one obsessed with go- with him? Then that's right. the interesting angle that nobody... You know, when Carver's like, hey, they came up with something really cool that I didn't even think of back then. I love it. That's probably what it was. You know, like, how can you get Jamie Lee Curtis back and not have that mm-hmm. question of why is he coming after her? The answer is he's not. <laughs> you know, but- exactly.
0: He's not. It's actually just a random series of murders happening in Haddonfield. And, you know, again, she is obsessed with it, which I think uh, is a cool way to look at it. But anyway. Uh, that, oh, and Aaron, you want to talk about the, the score?
1: The score is great. John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Daniel Davies, they do mm-hmm. a great job of kind of not remixing, but they you know, they, they bring back the score, they add new little touches here and there, but the rest of the film, too, has so many great tracks in it. Like there's a chase oh, yeah. sequence between Michael and um Allison where like it's just pumped. Like it's the way they're using the synths and everything. Like, it's just so cool to like hear this kind of music again and feel like feel fresh and feel new.
2: Like, it's you know. almost like John Carpenter doing a spin on classic John Carpenter, like where, yeah. where no one can. Like people have tried to ape Carpenter in the last, like I don't know, five to seven years, a lot. And some are like, more successful than others. <laughs> he, right, and he's doing it, and he's putting a twist on it. Like it, it's even taken like a darker turn rather than that kind of comfort. Sure. Like his, yeah. his his old scores have that comfort zone because you know it's been so many years and that's where you go. But now he's taking a. Sp- a darker spin on them as like a natural progression and it just right. feels amazing
0: and then my final question for you guys is where does this rank in the whole entire halloween series for you guys
1: philip what's our review
3: oh man um do uh I don't, it's it's up there it's definitely probably yeah. top three for me um okay. i don't know where exactly it would fall. i definitely do want to want to see it again and kind of uh you know reevaluate on on the basis of that but uh i would definitely probably say top three for sure Mm -hmm. what's the other two halloween and the original halloween and and the original and you know either either the either halloween 2 or maybe rob zombies halloween actually I, i actually i i know we're not supposed to like Rob Zombie's 2007 one. Hey man you're in a safe space I liked it I, I, I dug it I rewatched it Friday and I uh, I was like you know I, I know this one's kind of going the opposite polar opposite way with like not exploring you know Michael's uh, you know motivation or psychology of, of the character but I thought Zombie did an admirable job of like if you're gonna go that way with it of doing that um, but you know I don't know
2: if that movie, if people forget that movie says a, <laughs> a Rob Zombie film under it. Yeah. Like, that's a... Uh, it, it helps and, that Zombie's a good
1: visual filmmaker. Like, regardless mm, of your thoughts on his writing... A little writing, bit too visual. He, he, he
2: lacks in the screenwriting. He's he a li- terrific he's, director. It's a screenwriting screen where writing, he could use yeah. some yeah. some assistance. But I didn't, you know, if some, oh, like I, for sure. Like, yeah. I, think
1: that, I think the first hour, specifically, of Halloween, Zombies Halloween, is pretty good I, I is, yes. as far as what it's trying to do and how it's trying to be different from things. Okay
3: my my takeaway from it on friday was that like it 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 made it, it kind of made michael myers like the star of his own franchise in a way that all the other sequels had kind of failed to do cuz they were trying to figure out a story around him to like you know to to make him that but it, he was the star of it but it did kind of totally just not get the laurie strode character yeah, right yeah. at all yeah so okay. it was it was kind of well it comes, it comes into its own off.
1: too which but... i know brandon mm-hmm. you're a big fan of i appreciate <laughs> two uh, zombies too quite Got a it. bit yeah. uh, well, right,
0: but right, right, how about right, you guys right. where does it rank right, right for you brandon
2: i don't know yet um okay. I'm kind <laughs> no, of, no, it's I'm, totally
1: fair i'm kind of the same i think only seeing it once it's like i know where i'm putting it right now but i feel like it yeah. might change later well, on
0: yeah where does it put it right now then
1: I, I have it like fourth. I like Halloween 2 quite a bit. I like Halloween 4. And Halloween... Zombies Halloween 2 was right after that. But now I think I'm putting this one ahead of that. But again, things could mm-hmm. kind of shift around. Where are you, Brandon?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm maybe in the same boat here. Like, I, I, I don't know. Like, when I was, like, hyped... When when H two O came out, it some it seemed like the impossible happened. Like Jimmy Lee Curtis came back and did Halloween. I was like, oh wow! And you know, at that time we were excited because Carpenter was you know rumored to be directing it. He ended up not doing it, so I kind of had been through that whole thing before with the the holy crap excitement of it yeah so you don't uh,
1: the, get that same kind of feeling where she's coming back again necessarily it's like well, she, yeah she so that. i mean like,
2: yeah. it was more of it was more of surprise mm-hmm. um than it was again a carpenter you know carpenter's blessing whatever you know james cameron blessed uh, uh right yeah <laughs> you know like whatever um but you know him doing the score that excited me and then when i you know seeing the look of michael the trailers um you, you know the, the, the take on laurie strode which i was like oh ah, Kind of, you know, Rob Zombie did that too. You guys all hated him for it, but uh, I don't know. It, it was a fun. It was a good, solid fl- slasher film. It was hell entertaining. Um, but uh, yeah, it, it, it's weird. Like I didn't instantly like what I, I think when I walked out of, like H two O back in like nineteen ninety eight. I was like, wow, they made the sequel. Like that was good. I I felt like this one. I'm like, I'm gonna see it a couple more times. I really enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, maybe it's just my age or something like that. But right. um. I think I think it's gonna hold up solid, but I think it's once again like Halloween's. Um, they're in the moment, and then when the moment passes, people get like way more critical, of, critical yeah. than not really saying, "Hey, it's it's a damn slasher movie, folks." Like that's right.
0: there's there's gonna be some holes and there's gonna be some stuff that's unexplained. Yeah. So yeah. my hot take on this is that it, coming out of the theater, I was like, "This is the second best Halloween movie, ever, like in the entire franchise." It's like after John Carpenter's original Halloween, this is the second best one. I so. mean, it's, people
2: it's, it's, said people said that about Halloween too back in nineteen eighty one as well. Mm, yeah, <laughs> it was the second best. Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, I think hey, that's a fair response, just because I do think yeah. there's such a there's a level of craft here that I wouldn't necessarily say has been absent, but I think as far as a kind of pop culture consensus concerning these films. Right. Yeah, I get I get where that comes from. I don't necessarily agree just because I'm
0: more, no, in, t- more t- totally. gross and, of and, this franchise than others, but yeah. I think
1: I, mm-hmm. I, from your perspective, I can completely understand that and respect it at the same time.
0: And and again, everything that we've said is true, which is, you know, I'm I'm kind of flying high right now. I'm going to see it again. I'm going to be like, why did I like this so much? Um, and then the other part is uh, what also intrigued me was, you know, I'm not a big fan of jump scares, but there were times where I was sitting in my seat just thinking to myself, I need to know what's going to happen next, you know? And that doesn't really happen in horror movies a lot. That's why I was like, this is a really good movie just in general. So, uh, again, uh, I'm curious how it's going to fit upon further review. And also when I've had some time to think about it, because tomorrow I'm pretty sure I'm going to wake up and be like, I don't know why Lori always, like, why did she break into her daughter's own house?
1: She (laughs) was trying to prove prove a point to her her daughter. She had to to prove a point.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, I'm 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 kind of riding high. But anyway, let's uh, we can we can wrap.
1: Yeah, we'll this. wrap it up. I I will say that Brandon you, you mentioned like Jamie Lee Curtis being like, "Oh, that's cool that she came back." But I, I remember I flipped out when they said Nick Castle, which is not even like a huge get. Yeah, but, I yeah. just, but I was just like, "Nick Castle's Andy's coming back on this Michael thing." Myers. <laughs>
2: that's crazy. Yeah.
1: Like that that got which, me going. I was like, "I don't
2: which know." Which what... is funny. I I got a funny story to tell. Uh, a friend of mine, he he uh, he runs a show called The Shadow Nation. And he he contact he likes to contact me sometimes just to, you know, make sure some because people come to his show like with like bullshit stuff to, to press and they were like hey, uh, he goes is it true like Tony Moran who, who was Michael Myers for the unmasking in the original Halloween, mm-hmm. uh, when they pulled the mask off that's it that's all he that's all he was I uh, said is he playing Michael in the new Halloween movie dude? I was like, like dude come on you know better he's like well no his agent called me and told me that he's I was like no dude. Uh he's in a fan film. I'm like why would they cast a 60-year-old some man as Michael Myers in the new Hollywood? Are you crazy? Like and then Nick Castle like no like a week later I was like oh jeez.
1: All right um uh, well i think we all like this movie i think we probably all say see it in theaters if i'm not mistaken right yeah i would oh yeah, yeah. It, I, when
2: i when i left i left i made it like i just like i just stopped like at a, a like gas station or something i was like a convenience store and I, I was just thinking i'm like man i'm just so happy like even these movies suck like michael myers is back on the big screen there's movies like that and like i know people are like oh why do you mess with the continuity i'm like do you get mad when like you know, oh, there's new Dracula. Oh, they're ruining the continuity from 31. You know, like, why, is it, why Why don't Michael Michael and Jason and them get to play with the same rules? They're essentially a more modern equivalent of those characters. Why do people get so upset? Like, right. to, any iteration of getting this monster, this movie monster, one of the best of all time, on the screen again is just a joy to have. And they went for it. They have a a lot of talent behind this one competency. They, they know what fans want. They try to get back to what people are looking for. That's just, that's reason excitement enough.
1: I, I right? like the. I, I thought when you said I had to go to the gas station, like what to rip out some guy's teeth and throw them on the ground. I was like, my,
0: behind my back all the time.
2: <laughs> yes. And I, I will say there's a trend here and I'm hoping the 50th anniversary of Halloween hits it. When we had the first Halloween, um, you know, you had Jamie Lee Curtis 10 years later, we got the tenth anniversary. We got Daniel Harris in you know Halloween Forge, basically another scrub reboot. Um, mm-hmm. Then we got Halloween H 20 10 years later, which brought back Jamie Lee Curtis uh, doing a, a sequel of Michael Myers, or whatever. Uh, and then the next ten years later, it was nine, but really the you know ten. We got Rob Zombie's Halloween, which brought back Daniel Harris. Uh, to refresh with a different name for herself. She wasn't the same character, just like Laurie Strode had a different name in the other one. Now we're 10 years later, we're ignoring everything, giving the true sequel to Mm -hmm. Halloween with Jamie Lee Curtis. So the 50th (laughs) anniversary, can we bring Daniel Harris back and make the true Halloween 5 that ignores all that stuff and give us the real follow-up with Jamie to that ending we all wanted? After Halloween four, as long That's as it's, this if,
1: if it still yeah. has the man in the black hat involved, like I'll be all about that for the for that one. Yeah, we Well, can't,
2: well he was he was in he was in this Halloween. Remember, he had the black hat, the whatever <laughs> mayor, sheriff, whatever the guy was that. I, no, yeah, I guys not remember that guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah you, but yeah, okay. Uh, Omar, you, Dorsey. you write the yeah. clever part for the man in black, Aaron, that that keeps <laughs> Jamie as like a psychotic killer. Yeah, well, so, we'll do uh, that, yeah.
1: and then we'll make that sequel for Halloween H6O, and have um, Josh Hartnett finally make his return to the franchise. There you go. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah John. John's back.
1: Yeah, John's back. Yeah, John. <laughs> that's what we call it. Halloween. John's back. John. John's <laughs> yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. So we're all seeing this movie in theaters. Good, good, good thoughts on this. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Good. Let's move on. Let's. We've been going long. We went a long time on that, which I'm not mad about, but still, we got to keep moving.
0: Right. Uh, yeah. Let's
1: let's get to uh, what time is it?
0: Aaron, it's time for a couple of cool games here. Little known fact, uh, they contacted Aaron to do the uh, score with John Carpenter, but Aaron was busy.
1: Yeah, that's that's the exact reason. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I you to... were
2: bummed about that. <laughs> yeah, I was like, i busy, <laughs> He Johnny. tweeted
0: it out and everything, yeah. yeah I was like, yeah, sorry, Johnny boy. <laughs> uh, two quick games here. Uh, one of them is called Finally... And this is uh, where I'm going to name a movie, and you can buzz in with your name and tell me who the final girl is that r- that uh, uh, survives. Uh, pretty uh, simple, straightforward, right?
1: Yeah, so we're going to. Yeah, s- I'm going to
0: do terrible at this. Mm-hmm. We're going to shout out our gonna-
1: name if we think we know who the final girl of a movie yeah, is. Yeah,
0: and if you if you know the the last name, go ahead and say it. Uh, first one here:
2: Scream. Brandon. Brandon. Sydney. Sydney uh, Prescott. Is-
0: Prescott. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah.
2: But wouldn't Gail Weathers count too? She, she does, points?
0: but no, it's Sydney's story.
2: Alright. <laughs> she's
0: the one she's the, the reason the impetus behind everything. <laughs> um next one here. A nightmare on Elm Street.
2: Brandon. <laughs> Nancy Thompson. Nancy
0: Thompson is correct. Next one here. Hellraiser.
2: Brandon, Brandon. Kirsty.
0: That's correct. Cotton, Kirsty Cotton. And hidden it. <laughs> uh next one here. The Descent. Oh,
1: I just watched this too. Shit, I know the actress. <laughs> I can't think of the oh, name. The, you the first, just Aaron. talked about it on Aaron.
0: the. Is it Sarah? It's Sarah, Sarah Carter. Yeah. Next one here. You're next. Aaron. Aaron. It's Aaron. Uh, Aaron is correct. Yeah. Aaron <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. E R I N, not uh, not double A. <laughs> yeah. uh, next one here. Cabin in the woods. Oh, I just nope. rewatched
1: that too because I watched the True oh. Goddard's films. I know the actress again.
0: What is her name? Yeah, it's four letters.
3: Chris. Chris. <laughs> no, I'm totally. Okay. I'm doing it. That's not even. Four I like how,
1: for a second thought, we have a C-R- guest named Chris on the show. I
0: was like, or I'm sorry, Philip gained here. But hold on, let me think. Okay. I'm let just going to get Brandon,
1: second uh, second Beth?
0: Beth is not correct.
1: Aaron, is Randy, Aaron, Aaron. Dana.
0: Dana is correct.
1: There we go, because uh, like, Sigourney Weaver is there, and I think it's like the Ghostbusters. Oh,
2: say, yeah. yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. I think, no, that's, nothing, I think that's where yeah. they're going for <laughs> <laughs> Next
0: one here, uh, the 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre.
2: Oh. Uh, Brandon, God.
0: Sally <laughs> Hardesty. Yeah. Sally is correct. Next
2: one here, The Final Girls. I know, her, I know the actress.
0: Yeah, he was in The Nun. Uh, it's a boy's name. It can be a boy's name. S. Chris.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Three letters.
3: Christine?
0: Not Christine. Three ah, letters. Can be a boy's name. Three letters. Can be a boy's name. It is the son of Goofy's movie in a Goofy Aaron. movie. Aaron. Max. Max is correct. Uh, next oh, one here. It follows.
2: Oh. I know the actress again. Yeah.
0: Oh, this is another. Like,
2: it's a short another. Name, right?
0: Her, yeah. Her her nickname is three letters. Aaron. It is short for her full name. Aaron. Aaron. Is it cat? Cat is not correct. It's 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 the sound of a single letter.
3: <sighs> I just watched this. Mm. You can do it, Philip. A, I can't, G, though.
0: C, what is e, It's a Men in Black agent F, as well. G. I know it now. J or K? I know which
1: one
3: it is. <laughs> which one is it, Philip? I don't know. <laughs> go with your gut. J. You J is correct. No, it's J. <laughs> We got one point. There you
0: go. And last one here uh, Black Christmas, sent you 74
2: Oh, oh, the actress um, Juliet. I know her. <laughs>
0: the character.
1: Damn like it!
2: You. It's it's
1: Olivia Hussey, right?
0: Um, <laughs> oh. oh, um, think of who we just talked about. It starts with sort of the same letter. <laughs> oh,
2: fuck, 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 fuck! It's on the tip of my tongue.
0: Uh, Jill. Jill is not correct, but you're kind of close. Uh, okay. Brandon you feel like, it Stop, like it's you're... on my if you don't answer it in five seconds I'm gonna to have to take the point for myself here if
1: you don't answer it in 10 seconds Margo Kidder's gonna make fun of you
0: <laughs>
2: five four three I just Brandon Olivia Hussey to have some sort of credit there you go there you go it's Jess <laughs> oh it's Jess why don't you give us a New girl <laughs> tease. Damn it. <laughs> I should
0: have given you Sigourney Weaver then. Uh, uh, the, next game, the next game is uh, Halloween on a scale of where I'm going to go through all 11. And if you could tell me the Metacritic score, that'd be great. Metacritic uh, score. Closest person to the Metacritic score. Not prices, is Right Rules. You can go over. But closest to. We'll get the point. Um, and we'll go in uh, order. But at the same time, uh, in terms of the person answering, we'll do um, a snip uh, snake Style. So, Aaron, go ahead with 1978's Halloween.
1: Metacritic score.
0: Metacritic score. Um, these are trickier. I'll st- I'll say eighty-eight. Eighty-eight. Brandon.
2: Ninety-one.
0: Ninety-one. And Philip.
2: Um, we'll go ninety-three. Ninety-three.
0: It is eighty. Aaron, you get that point. Right. Ooh. Next one to Halloween two. Uh, Philip?
3: We'll go 65.
0: 65. And uh, Brandon?
3: 43.
0: 43. And Aaron? I'll just jump in the middle and say 51. It is 40, so Brandon, you get that point. All right. Mm. That seems low. Brandon, Halloween 3 season of The Witch?
2: 34. 34.
0: Aaron?
3: 42. 42. And uh, Philip. I was I was going to say 42. I swear. I uh, called <laughs> 43.
0: <laughs> 43. I'm glad you went with 43 because it is 50. Damn. <laughs> so you get that one, Philip. The series bounced back after <laughs> Halloween 2. <laughs> uh, next one here Halloween 4 Return of Michael Myers, Aaron. God. Yeah, because these
1: are.
2: They're a lot lower than they deserve. Yeah, and not not well, saying that they should well, be like he, yeah. all in like the 80s, yeah, but it's, it's like the,
1: wow, that's really low. You have to grade these on a curve when it comes to understanding the the critic reception. I'll say 40. Yeah,
0: 40. Uh, Brandon, 45. Five and Philip.
3: Yeah, I'm just gonna go 50 right down the middle on four.
0: 50. It is 34. So Aaron, you're the closest that's to close. get this. Okay.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, next one here: Halloween Five, Revenge of Michael Myers, Philip.
3: Go low. On the, I'm gonna go. 27.
2: 27. And
3: Brandon?
2: 20. I was going to say 28. Did we give it, so I'll Stick with it. Take that, Philip? Yeah. You want to <laughs> or 28? 28. 28. 28. Okay. Perfect.
0: And Aaron? 25. 25. It is exactly <laughs> it 28, Brandon. <laughs> <amazing>. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, that's like eight points, right? It's actually just one. But <laughs> oh. uh, Next one here Halloween 6 The Curse of Michael Myers. Brandon, what is your pick? 14. And Aaron? 18. 18. And Philip? What'd they say? 14 and 18? 14 and 18. Hmm. I'll go 19 then. 19. You should have gone lower because it is 10. Brandon, wow. you get that one. Oh, dang.
2: <laughs> My second choice is like 11. So. I was... <laughs> uh,
0: next one here. Halloween 2 H2O. Who started first? Did Brandon, did you start first the last one? Yeah, yeah. So Halloween 2 H2O, Aaron. Uh, f- 55, 55, uh, Brandon, 62, 62, and
3: Philip. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go bold. I'll go 70. I'll 70.
0: 70. Okay, that is a bold choice. It is 52. So Aaron, you get yeah, that all right. All right. one. Yeah. Next one here: Halloween, Resurrection, Philip. Three. <laughs> uh, <laughs> just Brandon, I just... 33, 33, 33, and Aaron. Did you say thirty-three? Mm-hmm. He said. He said thirty-three. Oh, he just want to get the points because Philip so has low. three.
1: I see your strategy,
0: go... Brandon. I would laugh at it. So I'm gonna say nine. Nine, <laughs> and Aaron, you are the closest. It is nineteen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's go uh, Halloween Rob Zombies 2007 one. Brandon, what do you think it is? Forty. Forty. And uh, Aaron.
2: Hmm.
1: I'll still think it's pretty low. I'll say I'll say thirty two. Thirty-two
3: and Philip. Yeah, see I'm more optimistic. I'm like I'm gonna do fifty again. Fifty. Oh
0: Philip, you were at closest. It's forty seven. Oh nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh next one here. Uh Halloween two two thousand and nine. Who started first on that one? Did Aaron hey, Aaron start? did. Okay. So uh it moves over to uh uh Philip, what is your guess for Halloween two two thousand
3: and nine? See, I feel like uh, I'm actually going to go low. I'm going to go 25.
0: 25? Brandon? 30. 30? And Aaron?
1: You said 25. Hmm. Damn, it's going to be right between one of these two, probably.
0: 27. 27. It is 35, hmm. so Brandon, you get that one. There. Oh, damn you. And unfortunately, the last one here is a tiebreaker because uh, Brandon and Aaron are tied. Philip, unfortunately, you came in third. But uh, for Aaron and Brandon, Halloween 2018, Brandon, what do you think the Metacritic score is? 82. 82. And Aaron? 70. It is 68. Oh. (laughs) And you get that one. And Aaron, you win by the, the hair on your chin, chin, chin
2: metacritic a... doesn't like movies that's what i get from <laughs> it's just sure. aggregating a whole bunch of like i know that. i know it's it's weird because yeah it's easier yeah. it's
1: it's it's rougher to look at when you see movies that you know are pra- fairly acclaimed and you see how little yeah. they are metacritic <laughs> right
2: but it, but then if you actually look at the like out of 10 score on the imdb or the rotten Tomatoes, it's like okay yeah
1: yeah, it, it adds up
0: <laughs> and there you have it two games great sweet thanks abe you're welcome Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's get to our now. Feedback. 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 we got to buzz through this. We've been going
1: long. Yeah. Well, that's, that's how we're running tonight. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm, I almost forget this because I keep not scrolling down on my notes. The poll? Because, yeah, the poll. But, so this is where we go over the various feedback on our Facebook page, now podcast, where you ask a number of listeners a lot of questions. They give us answers, and it's really cool. But before we get to all that, uh, we're going to get to our poll question, which is also responded to by listeners, uh, where each week on Out Now, we put two movies against each other. Um, generally fitting the theme of the show and the key is to vote for one saves that film while the other one that loses gets erased from existence um and in mm-hmm. this case this might be a big thing because i go in for slasher edition and i put friday the 13th against a nightmare on elm street so with, depending Stop. on which one wins the entire franchise gets wiped from history <laughs> which i think might be, be
0: sad be, day today.
1: might be sad for some people so before we get to yeah. what our listeners thought where, where would you guys land on this uh, between these two
0: I, I'm keeping A Nightmare on Elm Street because I like what they did with uh, Wes Craven's new nightmare there. It kind of went meta, but it also was like a pretty pretty good movie. So you're going to keep
2: it and wipe out Friday the 13th? Because if you wipe out. out if th- you know, out- I
0: love Jason in Space. I love
2: if, that movie. If you wipe out Friday the 13th, A Nightmare on Elm Street possibly doesn't happen. Because it was born and from. And Wes Craven and Sean Cunningham were friends. And. There's help and yeah. So there's a possibility that a nightmare on Elm Street doesn't happen. Because while Halloween was the film that everybody's like, oh, it's a slasher, it's really the the Friday the thirteenth that launched the the boom of the slashers. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, saw saw started something, but hostile really started torture porn. (laughs) Right.
2: (laughs) Right. Is anybody hold on. Does anybody find it really funny that we have a a escape room horror movie now, which those like were basically like wasn't that called Saw?
1: I, you know, I I, <laughs> I, I agree I with you. I I, I I
2: I understand, I understand it all, but I find it funny because the escape room stuff, the phenomenon, is obviously inspired from the Saw films, and now we have it's just come full circle. It's funny that That's like,
1: fun. so because I saw that trailer and I thought, well, I actually do like where this is trailers going, and then it said yes. coming this January, and I'm like, oh, well, that kind of ruined it for me. <laughs> 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 anyway. So you would choose Friday the 13th, is that what you're leading up to in all this? Me? Brandon? Brandon?
2: Oh, Brandon. Oh. oh, gosh. I don't know. I, I, I'd say I have a franchise and stuff like I like Elm Street's better, but, I mean, you have to keep Friday the 13th to have things happening. So I could I wipe out Elm Street, and it could still happen. Hmm. All right. Who knows?
3: <laughs> so
1: that's, uh, yeah, that's 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 the nerd response philip what do you have for yep, exactly
3: <laughs> nerd. <laughs> moving on what would you choose well i'm i'm terrible at the uh, uh you know obviously i just went back and rewatched all the halloween so i would just have to say elm street because i've seen more of them than i have the friday the 13th i i've i don't even know if i've seen a whole friday the 13th outside of that uh first one I don't actually. I don't even know if I've seen the, all of the original. If I have, I don't remember most of it. So I need to. I need to get on that. So well, yeah,
1: the listeners might be right there with you, or they just don't really care because Friday the Thirteenth came in uh, is the, being erased now because it's sixteen percent versus Nightmare on eighty four percent. It got crushed in this yeah. competition, which I can understand. I think Freddy. There's a appeal there that I think people have more of. Where you, I think people tend to make fun of Jason more than they do admire the fact that it exists. If that makes True. sense. Um um and i'd be there too honestly i like i like nightmare and elm street um more so than i think friday the 13th um even though i do i'm a big fan of jason x but like neither of these are my favorite series
3: but i I think right. i like
1: new nightmare more than any of the other movies that i've seen of these there you go so, huh. so i do think that's a really solid film um but yeah that's that's where i have that pull all right so let's uh let's move on from there now let's get to the uh the rest of the questions Questions. for the listeners. The first one here who are your favorite horror movie scream queens and brandon philip feel free to you know jump in when you want to as well uh jeffrey writes nev campbell and scream certainly also i feel like sarah michelle geller had made horror practically her entire career though buffy aside she never seemed to enjoy much success as the leading lady nonetheless she had roles in scream 2 and i know you did last summer and the grudge and the return and though it's for kids scooby-doo uh, Tyler writes, I'll go same series, uh, Halloween. I think Daniel Harris' Jamie Lloyd doesn't get the credit she deserves, especially what she was able to do at such a young age. I, I mean, I would say people that know She does. How, she, yeah. she
2: was lauded like, big time then, and people love Daniel Harris now I, I think people
1: that know the series know that she did get the credit for yeah, being a kid um, and performing certain things. Uh, Mark Home in front of the show writes, Jamie Curtis's mom, Janet Lee in you know, Psycho. Hmm. Uh Chris writes, Does Felisa Rose count? Sleepaway camp. Uh and Justin has Adrian Barbo. Scream Queens favorites?
2: Uh one that doesn't get talked about a lot that I like uh quite a bit is Jill Shulin. She doesn't act anymore, she kind of retired from acting, but she was uh in the Stepfather, uh was like the biggie with her. She was in uh popcorn cutting class, uh the Robert England family, of the opera. Uh oh, yeah. the- Sequel The Curse and uh, the uh, When a Stranger Calls Back. Not that, that that's a, when a uh, calls fine back. fine moment, but um, but yeah, she had a nice run, just like doing all these horror movies, and she never seems to get brought up in like the big conversation with the Scream Queens. But I maybe also, it's cause she just
0: stopped acting. That might be why. Could have been. But I also would let, like to add uh, Cindy Campbell played by Anna Ferris in uh, Scary Movie franchise. Scary Movie. <laughs> nice.
1: I mean, she built a whole career out of you know right. breaking out yeah. of those films, so it's like it's on her.
3: Yeah, I'm not as seasoned in in this. Uh, could you say um, Sissy Spacek? Sure. Who's that? I mean,
1: I don't think she screams at all. She's kind of quiet, but you know, I guess <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, you that's saying. what I was wondering. Well, there's like. some
0: really disturbing stuff that she does.
3: Yeah, so uh,
0: uh, I'm not as yeah. No, it's okay. Same here. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of it. That's why I mentioned uh, a comedy movie. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> the next question here Which horror villains would you like to see brought out of retirement? Tyler has I want a self aware Friday the 13th or Leprechaun movie. Mike has Creature from the Black Lagoon. Chris has Asami Yamazaki from uh, Audition or Pinhead. Uh, Justin has Pumpkinhead. I think we're getting a trick or. Oh, Pumpkinhead. Oh, my yeah, bad. Pumpkinhead, not Sam. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, friends, Joe Maxwell has uh, Leslie Vernon. Uh, and lastly, from the show, Alan has Michael Jackson in Thriller.
1: Horror villains right out of retirement.
0: Aaron just mentioned aunt- me that there's a Tales from the Hood, too, on Netflix. Yeah, there is, yep.
2: <laughs> My answer would have been Candyman, but it looks like he might be coming you know, back.
0: Jordan Peele's going to do something with that, apparently.
1: Is he going
2: to with uh, Tony Todd? I hope why not? Uh, yeah, well, he could still
1: do it. Yeah, like, why not? Yeah, dude looks
0: forty. <laughs> like,
1: he's probably like, he's probably like sixty something now. So.
2: Dude would do it and be just as effective. Yeah, like it, Tony Todd's yeah.
1: awesome. So.
2: Yeah, he's oh. talk oh. about someone who's criminally been. Do you know how this shit never works? took off? <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: 1954, dude. Yeah, dude's old. <laughs> I'm trying to think of others
3: offhand. I know. But, I'm, um,
1: Obviously, we need a new Chucky movie, so we got to reboot that because that doesn't, right, have but, but, uh, <laughs> just doesn't have a current continuity going. Yeah. That's very well liked by people. Um, right. I think we covered the bases here. <laughs> yeah.
4: All
1: right. Next question. Uh, what are your favorite horror movie showdowns? Eric writes Heather Langenkamp and Freddie Sigourney Weaver and a bunch of aliens and Linda Hamilton against some Terminators. Mike has Sarah versus cave creatures in The Descent two. Tucker and Dale versus Evil, Freddy versus Jason, Everyone versus Everything in Cabin in the Woods, Rick versus Laurie, <laughs> Walking Dead jokes, uh, The Couples versus The Family in The House of a Thousand Corpses, Alien versus Predator, Chris writes Ripley versus the Alien Queen, or Queen Alien as Abe calls it, uh, Justin writes The Shining, <laughs> T- Tyler writes Freddy versus Jason, and Alan has The Others, uh, Predator, That Showdown, and Dawn of the Dead.
0: Predator showdown is that the is that the one
1: Arnold, where Arnold versus Predator? Arnold, Arnold.
0: Okay, I get you. Okay. You, you would choose Billy
1: versus Predator, right?
0: Uh, no, I would. I would choose uh <laughs> Carl Weathers. Um, no, oh, Shane Black. <laughs> Shane Black versus Predator. <laughs> yeah. uh, just came out of nowhere. <laughs> he was just trying to help that woman out. <laughs> Uh, favorite horror movie showdowns? I mean, there, there's been a lot of them. I, I definitely love the uh, the callback to the Cabin in the Woods where things just go crazy. That was that was fun. Well,
1: totally, I'll take I'll take Bruce Campbell versus um, the 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 Ant in uh, Evil Dead Two, uh, where he, you know he gets the he does his first groovy for the first time and then goes down to the basement <laughs> to go after. Her. That's yeah, all that.
2: Yeah. Uh. <sighs> yeah.
3: All right. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yep. I don't All know. Right. Uh, I don't know. Since we're on the topic of horror, you know, uh, you know, in in Mad Max Fury Road, when Mad <laughs> Max <laughs> goes, uh, against... please listen to our Lethal
1: Ladies of the Horror episode. Yeah, understand you'll, you'll
0: understand jokes. that one. Yeah. That's a little uh, callback there. Uh, well, the next question then is, what are some of your favorite moments from the Halloween movie series? From the show, Alan has Michael behind the sheets in the backyard of Laurie's house. He's there and he's gone in an instant um that was the only answer that we had there so did you guys have any favorite moments from the halloween movie
2: series
1: so i wrote a thing on brandon's blog he asked for several guest writers to come on when he was doing his whole 30 days of halloween thing and i wrote about this That was scene.
2: five years ago i yeah.
1: know right and i so i wrote about the scene where it's after michael gets up the second so laurie's just like presumed like quote unquote is this michael in
0: the original halloween in the
1: original halloween Lori's just presumably killed Michael the second time in the in the closet, and so he's just on the ground now, and she's in the other room. He stands, up, he gets up, and he try, he tries to strangle her, and that's when Loomis finally gets there, and he shoots Michael, and mm-hmm. and then so and then like Loomis gets to Lori, and then he goes to, he well, he goes to the other room to see where Michael is, and he's just standing there he's just standing there looking at loomis and it's like that's such a creepy moment for me it's one that it always stuck oh out. yeah where he, like after the whole movie is just him staring at people and it's like that's like the culmination of like this guy's just not going down he's just gonna take it and keep coming after you and so this yeah. like silhouetted image of michael just standing there waiting to kind of restart himself just is just terrifying to me so that's that's my favorite mike halloween
0: movie wow. moment
2: yeah. And right before that, I mean, you have like the biggest I mean, it's probably many people's favorite moment is Michael when he when he gets up and he turns his head and he cues the music.
4: Uh-huh. Um,
2: right. But like that's what's cool about that. Like it's one of the best shots in cinema history. But like he's, he's out of focus in the background, with that white ma- mask, but mm-hmm. he's just as expressionless out of focus yeah, like yeah. as he is in focus and mm-hmm. the way i like about the cool thing about the mask and the first one is it's so it is so blank that you're projecting things onto it that aren't there with michael mm-hmm. and how right. he is and like how he's thinking it's not there and i think this new mask allows that as well like zombies masks like they look kind of angry um yeah the, the, the mask in four is too blank there's weird neck thing going on at the mask in five the mask in six is okay and then the mask in H2O changes around too much, and shows too, too much, yeah. too much eyes. But H2O's like, let's have CG too.
1: <laughs> yeah, let's have CG
2: too. But H2O wants to show you his eyes and gives him like a yeah. lot of personality. Too, but that's weird. part of what it part of what it is. Uh, but and, and yeah, res- and a,
1: resurrection. Uh... Whatever, <laughs> I didn't.
2: I didn't watch that one, yeah. dude. That was Michael in his like '80s, you know, okay, makeup yeah. rock star face. Well, oh, I'll to this Smith one. Face.
0: Yeah, because because while we all love and praise the original Halloween, what I really like, one of my favorite movie moments in the Halloween series movies is from H2O, is when you find out what happens to Jiggle Joseph Gordon Levitt. Oh yeah, that's oh, exactly yeah.
3: the one I was gonna say.
0: That thing just made me laugh. I was like, damn, he got a skate to the face. <laughs>
3: Oh yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly the one I was gonna say. I do have the with it.
0: Boom! Thanks, Philip.
3: No, I was well because I was watching like I watched um, what six and how that was you know right. more like <laughs> dour and uh, kind of just you know saw sol- I don't know it was just darker and then. It was right before Scream came out, and so I was like, oh, how's H2O going to be? Because it came out, you know, right after Scream. And that opening, it was just like, yes, this is exactly what I thought it would be. And it was just great. It was so
2: good, it borrowed the
0: music. Yeah, (laughs) the music and uh, everything.
3: It was it was just great that it just played into what I expected given the time frame and yeah no that's it's definitely not the best moment but not the
0: best moment moment, but I I was like oh I like this
1: there's two there's two moments I want to point out also involving both Um. Loomis's because I, I think they both get great graveyard moments when they come to town, and they're, like, asking to find Judith Myers' grave. And mm-hmm. I like the, in 78, I like the, um, like, the gravekeeper. He's, like, telling this very horrific story that's building and building, and then Loomis cuts him he off. He grabbed he's like, what's the hat And he's like, what's that over there? And he, like, cuts him off right before he gets to, like, the gory details of what happened. And then in, <laughs> in the, in, in Zombies, when he has Sid Haig uh, Captain Spaulding himself as the gravekeeper. He's talking to Malcolm McDowell's Loomis, and and Sinead's like talking about. It's like you read that guy's book that that, that he doesn't know it's Doctor Loomis. He's like you read his book. Um, he's talking about, it and and Malcolm McDowell's line is like, I read that book. It was a masterpiece. Like he just like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. <laughs> uh,
2: I like I like Malcolm McDowell's take on Loomis. You know, it's it's so it's, like different. It's it makes it interesting, and you don't. I mean, a lot of fanboys will sit and compare, but like even in the second one, where he's like a complete schmuck, uh, like Mister Mister Weird when he has that, yeah, that when he talks to Weird, Weird Al, Al. Yeah. Mister Weird, yeah. <laughs> Mister Weird, yeah. And well, then when they're le- when he's leaving the talk show and he's all pissed off, and then the person's like, "Good night," they're like, "Oh, good night, good night." Yeah, it's that's the that's the
1: what works there is that you have a a, a pro act a veteran actor versus like here is a bunch of new people that we brought into this thing and. Malcolm McDowell, he can take zombies writing and turn it into something worthwhile, as opposed oh, to yeah, sticking yeah, to the script. Yeah. Brendan, did you have a, did you
0: have a callback or a favorite
1: moment?
2: I, I, well, I had a, I had a moment to point out that I like a lot. This extremely effective is in the um, both in the the theatrical, but mainly the director's cut of the second zombie film when uh, Sheriff Brackett, the Stephen Dor- or Stephen Dorff, um, <laughs> Brad Dorff, Brad Dorff, uh, he he comes upon uh, Annie Daniel Harris's body after Michael has just massacred her. And that's just like a really emotionally effective scene. And he like uses old, like home movie footage of like Daniel Harris. Yeah. when She was like a child. Uh-huh. And it's just like, it's, Oh, it's crush And Brad Dorff pulls it off. Like v- like extremely well. And it's just it, it, the way zombie edits her death and him finding her. Like it's one of the best things zombies ever done. It's just that moment. And like, despite your feelings on like whoever's feelings on that movie, you got to admit that that moment was just dynamite.
1: Yeah. Hmm. If we want to talk about two more, I okay. I know some people think of this as silly. I love the shot of Michael lifting a car because like they got oh, yeah. they got what it seems like they got either like a bigger actor or like a, a smaller version of a car to make Michael just seem like this giant, and yeah. it's a really cool like evocative shot. Like it just like. What I like about 2 is how much it feels like Zombie doing everything his own way. There's no right. compromises being taken. It's all him being, I'm going to make a surreal, crazy movie that just happens to be called Halloween 2. And I think there's mm-hmm. shots like that that really emphasize the fact that he made his own movie out of this thing.
2: I think he does, it, it. in Zombies he does kind of chicken out from what I think he really wants to go for towards the end. Uh-huh. But I, like the director's cut maybe leaves it a little bit more there. To,
1: I think it's budget. I think that's what kind of Hurt right. him being able to do certain things. But,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, let's, let's finish this up here. Anyway, okay. Jamie Lee Curtis movie. Uh, Alfreda writes True Lies. Alan has Freaky Friday. Bon has True Lies. Cynthia has Halloween. Jordan has Virus. Tyler has Terror Train is fun. Justin has True Lies and Trading Places. Jeffrey, True Lies, hands down. Jay has Controlled called... with Virus? There's two. There's two. Keep going. Yeah. <laughs> Chris has True Lies. Mike has Virus. And lastly, uh, Alan has True Lies. So a lot of True Lies love. Virus love. Uh, trading Places. Jay,
1: Jay threw out uh, Fish Called Wanda, and that's my pick. Fish
0: Called Wanda. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm.
1: Besides Halloween, I mean, that's one of my favorite movies in general. I, Fish Called Wanda is a terrific movie. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... I mean, Jamie Lee <laughs> is really good in every, and every, well. every, Everybody's great. I mean, Jamie Lee is good in general. But, I mean, in, 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 just speaking of Fish Called Wanda, like, everybody's good in that movie. Kevin Klein won an Oscar for that movie. So, it's like, yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's a great movie.
0: <laughs> uh, how about you guys? Anything that we haven't named?
2: I always like to throw out Blue Steel. That's uh, blue Steel I like.
1: That's uh, streaming on Prime now, the Catherine Brigadow.
2: Directed by yeah. Catherine Brigolo. yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. Very
2: violent. <laughs> mm-hmm. Clancy Brown, not Clancy in a Brown. creepy role in the eighties. Just a yeah,
1: normal dude. Yeah, he's just <laughs> playing like New York cop, and it's like, oh, this yeah. is different.
3: <laughs> right. Yeah, I'll go with the, you know Christmas with the cranks. Christmas There you go.
0: Holiday movie with Tim Allen.
3: <laughs> Those Tim Allen holiday movies they yeah. get me. Does
0: this look like a little weight to you? By <laughs> uh, Tim Allen from Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, that's not Buzz Lightyear. He doesn't say that.
3: No. Yeah. <laughs> Clydesdale.
0: Any
1: uh, <laughs> Any Drowning Mona fans? Oh gosh. It's got a. Uh, oh. It's got William Fichtner. Mm-hmm. First he's pretty. Correct.
2: He's pretty funny in that movie. I will admit. Yeah. I yeah. Like... It has its moments. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's yeah. yeah. It belonged in that four-dollar bin in the Walmart's, but yeah.
1: <laughs> mm. All right. Okay, uh, that's me. Next question here. Where would be the most random place for Michael Myers to surprise you? Chris writes, in a pygmy goat petting zoo.
0: Very strange. <laughs> that made me laugh. Talk, talk about making Michael Myers look bigger.
1: <laughs> Michael Lee, friend of the show, has added in and out drive through
0: that just means he killed everybody in this in the restaurant. Alan
1: Aguilera, a friend of the show, writes, The gym because he's going to be waiting a long time for me to show up.
0: oh <laughs> Alan, you're a professional wrestler, though. This is
1: my favorite question. <laughs> Max, a friend of the show, writes, On a cruise ship. Uh, Mike writes, In the bathroom. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty he common He seems to, for he seems to the, really like that. He seems bathroom. to like the bathroom yeah. quite a bit. That seems like his go-to for a lot of places. <laughs> Justin has knots very Farm. <laughs>
0: I mean, he's riding the rides. He loves that wooden roller coaster.
1: And Tyler rides the basement of a hospital surrounded by cult members intro- indoctr- indoctrinating him, his bastard child.
0: <laughs> that I see what that he's going for there. And I like yeah. it. That's funny. Yeah.
1: Alright. Any other random places for Michael to show up that would surprise you?
0: I mean, likely oh. the laundromat. That's probably the weirdest place. Like, he's got to wash his uniform somehow. Like he's right? washing the workman uniform. Yeah, exactly. He's just, like, sitting there, like, you know, just waiting for it to dry.
2: Before it was erased from existence, I guess Camp Crystal Lake, but it doesn't <laughs> exist now. Thanks, to <laughs> Thanks,
0: Out anymore. Now with Aaron and Abe. <laughs> I'm not, not sure what you're talking
2: about. No, so. I'll,
1: I'll say, what's the toy company in Child's Play that makes...
0: Hasbro? Them? Oh, um... Good Guy Toys? Yeah, Good Guy good Toys. Guy, yeah. Yeah. yeah, let's
1: say at a Good Guys board meeting. Huh. He just shows up. He's huh. just, like, he sits down. He's there already. Everybody else shows up. It's like, oh, <laughs> it's Michael from accounting.
2: <laughs> he goes all Matt Damon dogma style on exactly.
1: Him. It's just that <laughs> takes hey.
2: off the mask. Freddie
1: Fr- gives a lecture while he's killing
2: people. Yes. <laughs> all right.
1: All right. Uh, now we get to some questions that we had for, or that we got from everybody else that we can answer. Alan asks, "Would Michael Myers still be scary if he broke out on Memorial Day?"
0: Uh, not really it be like, why is this guy wearing this like jumpsuit in the
2: middle of May, and the end of May? I,
1: I mean, say. the presence of a person like this would be scary to some degree,
0: but I mean, yeah, I,
1: I'd be I mean, more... do
2: you go to the auto shop and ask him why they're wearing their mechanic outfit in the middle of May? Like, come on.
0: That's a great question. Now, now I sound like a fool. I'd be more surprised
1: than <laughs> scared, I suppose. Be like, oh, what are you doing here, you guy? <laughs> you guy. <laughs>
0: uh, well, you know, what about you, Philip? Are you uh spooked out if he's uh? M- if it's not called Halloween, it's called Memorial Day.
3: Yeah, I think I'm spooked out regardless, but uh, maybe not. Memorial Day. Well, you know what? I'd be more spook- spooked out by him on Memorial Day than I would if he showed up in the middle of an Easter egg hunt. So, yeah.
0: Now, now you're talking though Easter egg Michael Myers. You yeah, gotta kill all those dudes in the rabbit suits. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question, Maxwell friend of the show asks: Should they make a movie about Michael Myers in space? The I answer mean, is obviously yes. I mean, the joke answer is <laughs> yes.
1: I mean,
2: like he's like. The... John Carpenter once said he would he would do that if he directed another one.
1: Well, well I'll wait to see it.
2: I'm for it. Uh, yeah.
1: I mean, I would. I mean, if I if I gave an honest answer, it'd be like, well, the, again, I like the simplicity of Halloween movies. So right, right. Like, well, how why would I want him to see him in space? Um, but I mean. The concept of seeing Michael Myers in space, sure. You know, <laughs> what's not? that
3: first one Carpenter did? Hmm? What was the Mars one that Carpenter did? Ghosts like, Ghost of Mars. Yeah. yeah, is that any good? It's a movie. No, it's a movie. Okay.
1: <laughs> it's got Jason <laughs> Statham thought. with hair. You know, that's always what? a scientist. Yeah, it's got Jason. I'm Jason's...
3: googling this poster now.
1: Yeah, it's uh, what's it? It's uh, Ice Cube, Natasha Henstridge, Jason Statham, Pam Greer. Pam Greer. I remember. It's a lot of staples. Jason
2: <laughs> Statham with hair.
1: Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. All right, next question. What uh, cro- Mike asks: What crossover franchise should, what crossover franchise should Halloween do? So, what what franchise should Halloween like jump to, in the same ways like Freddy vs Jason or whatnot?
0: You know, what they should do. They should uh, jump with Scream. So, like all those kids are running around, like all the teenagers, and then like the original guy just like, or not the original guy, but some guy who just doesn't move like they do, and just like. Oh no! It's it's Michael
1: Myers,
0: and uh, it just comes meta.
1: Why is Kermit
0: there? <laughs> I don't know. It's, that's just the voice I've been doing lately.
1: Um, I don't know. Other Carpenter films
0: like Lost in, I, no, Lost in Space. i in not Lost in
1: Space. Ghosts of <laughs> Mars is that what you're trying to do?
0: No, no. I was thinking of a. Uh, I was thinking of uh, uh, a. <laughs> what's a Kurt Russell movie? Where he's in New York? Escape from New York. <laughs> I don't know. I thought about lost in space. Oh, yeah. I was thinking of space jail. Oh yeah, space jail.
1: Of course. See uh, that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that's a whole tangent. I don't need to get into.
2: How did he that. escape from this space station? He doesn't know how to pilot. He was doing very well last night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think it would work well in other John Carpenter movies, like if you just put him in like Prince of Darkness, or even or even Escape, like just having like a, a crazy madman wandering the island of New York. mm Hmm. Like he, I mean, if you right really want to do a fun one, it's
0: got to be Home Alone, though. No, oh, Michael versus Kevin McAllister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's just right. like, you know, all this, all the hijinks and, and antics, and uh, at the end there, you don't know who's going to win. Yeah, if there's one what thing about, I want to like... see in the
1: box for Michael versus... Uh, Kevin. They're, they're it's, just standing it's, back it's, to back. It's hijinks.
0: Like, <laughs> a 12, 12 year old Michael Culkin standing back to back with, with 26 year old Michael Myers. Yeah,
2: both their arms crossed and they're looking at yeah. camera. <laughs>
0: Kevin you know, red sweater.
2: I've got a natural fit. American yeah. Pie.
3: There you go. Yeah. There you go. That would be fantastic. Uh,
0: and the last question here Joe asks Are there any other movie franchises that established themselves and then went in a totally different direction? Think Halloween 3 season of The Witch. Um wait, salvage themselves? So no, like then... like
1: what like just like started off one way and then went like let's do something completely different but in the same franchise oh. like Halloween.
0: 3. Like it, it's got the same name but it doesn't have anything
1: like I think in Devil it. I think Devil's Rejects I mean is a pretty it's not the same oh, as yeah, House of yeah. 1000 Corpses. It's a very it's it, it has the same characters but it's not at all stylistically <laughs> the same. Like House of 1000 Corpses is way, is way different than Devil's Rejects is. Right. Um Chronicles of Riddick. Um that's a pretty big departure from Pitch Black.
0: Mm-hmm. Mission Impossible 2 <laughs> he's still, he's still <laughs> impossible still Mission Forcing What? he's still impossible Mission Forcing yeah but I mean it's not the, they're not the same movies like, yeah yeah I, one's like a straight up spy thriller and the other like, one's like Gunwoo action like
1: 2's the most different from the rest of the franchise like none of them sure. are really sure. like 2 specifically Rambo First Blood Part 2 it's, it's not yeah. first, it's not First Blood but,
2: but Rambo 3 is like close to rambo first but are you saying that the, is he saying like there's this one that sticks out or just the I'm next just saying, one no, I, just, just I guess whatever comes
0: to mind i it's mean you could a, say yeah. alien versus aliens ones like space horror the other ones like action space. yeah
2: yeah yeah i guess phantasm 2 would be a departure from the first one because it does great
0: movie box cover by the way
2: oh yeah um hmm
1: there was something that we talked about last year that you and Jimmy are fans of on the horror specials where it's like it has one and then there's like a sequel and the sequel's like time travel or something. It's a horror movie. It has like a Scream Factory thing I think you did a review for. Oh my. What is it? <coughs> it's not... What is it? Um...
2: Well, if you think about it now i'm gonna go nuts like it? yeah this? because it's
1: like one's like a straightforward not straightforward but it's like a horror movie and then the second one i guess has like dimensions or something like that in it like you guys are talking about
0: it a bunch it's like it's could be cool. it you have to you have to look it up while we uh keep moving i know
1: it, it just sounds <laughs> like it's very different from what the first one was oh, man no, i gotta know and you like you like that first one the second one's like it's different
2: <laughs> gosh damn it what is this
1: i know i'm challenging you if now. you if you uh, remember it just set it out yeah
0: but okay. uh yeah, all right. Well, that was feedback, feedback, feedback.
1: Yeah. Let's move on. Let's get to out uh, now. out now? These movies that are coming out on Blu-ray, DVD, 4K, streaming, and all kinds of things. Uh, first up on home media this week, we have Mamma Mia. Here we go again. Sure. Why not? Yeah. Feel free to give a yay or nay on these.
3: Yay. It's all right. Yeah. It was actually way better than I thought it was going to be. All right. <laughs>
1: uh, Sorry to bother you. Comes out this week. Yeah, See it. Yeah. Kind of weird effect, but
3: but uh, it's got some good points. Um,
1: I Think We're Alone Now. This is the Peter Dinklage, Dakota fanning sci-fi apocalypse movie. (laughs) Uh,
0: That (laughs) trailer is kind of interesting, but I wasn't sure.
1: That's a fun series of words to say, by the way. (laughs) All of those things. Um, Patient Zero. This is a zombie movie that I remember seeing the panel for at Comic-Con like three years ago, and it finally got dumped into theaters like this past September. It has like Stanley Tucci the the, the bowtie doctor like is it matt something uh, matt smith the, the bow oh, yeah, 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 everyone yeah, yeah. everyone's favorite terminator genesis character uh, yeah, he's a he's the, he wears the fez That's fez it. okay the fez doctor yeah. all right yeah i I, don't, I i have no idea what to think of this movie i just remember thinking like well because like it was screen gems and they like went bankrupt or whatever or not screen um the other one um Revolu was it revolution studios or one of
3: those. Ooh. It's one of those
1: ones that like got like it. It had the same thing as like Cabin of the Woods, where the studio went bankrupt, so they just couldn't release it for a while. But anyway, it's finally coming to Blu-ray. I'm still probably not going to see it. I just wanted to point that. out. Um, Scorpion King: The Book of Souls.
0: Is that like the fourth one or something like that? It's probably like the fifth or sixth one, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. Yeah. I mean, good job good. on uh, keep on going there, guys. know. Kudos.
1: I assume Billy Zane's involved. He's in a lot of these, so we'll see. <laughs> Um, evil dead unrated cut this is the 2013 um evil dead there's an unrated cut that comes out this week so you hmm. uh let's see twilight in 4k this week 10th anniversary of twilight he gets new Ten 4k years. 4k blu-ray
2: mm-hmm. okay but not the sequels not yet <laughs> not yet but they're you know, they're putting out like new editions of the the sequels on Blu ray, like as if we don't know you're going, you're Lions yet. You put everything out on 4K. We know those are coming. Uh,
1: Stephen, Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive uh, oh, gets yeah. a new Blu ray this week. Watch that trailer. Yeah. Do that right it's now. Great. Watch the trailer yes. for Maximum Overdrive. Just do it. Do yourself a favor. Uh, Night of the Living Dead 1990 version gets a new Blu ray this week. Mm -hmm. Creep Show has a brand new Scream Factory Blu ray release. Big Yay!
2: That thing Uh, is awesome.
1: Yeah, I I got that in the mail and I'm very excited to watch it again. Um, Very fancy set, too. It's got a fun book in it and everything. The Mm
2: -hmm. transfer on that is unbelievable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Looking forward to it.
1: Uh, Get Shorty, uh, the 1995 film. Yeah, that's a fun movie. Shout selection release. I'm a big fan of Get Shorty. And surprisingly, the TV series I think is really solid as well of Chris O'Dowd. Chris O'Dowd. Yeah. Uh, the second season particularly is like, wow, this is really... I'm so past the fact that it's just doing Get Shorty again and doing its own completely different thing. Um, on Criterion this week, Brian De Palma's Sisters gets a new release. Yeah, sure. And lastly, Community, the complete series, now on Blu-ray for the first time.
2: Yay!
0: Six seasons, no movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you almost got. They almost got there. They almost
0: got a movie. Here. Yeah.
1: Maybe. Uh, new to streaming this week on Netflix, we have Daredevil Season 3. Sure. I've watched the first two episodes. I'm really into it, actually. Okay. Yeah, I feel like I'm the guy that's the most lukewarm on Daredevil. It seems to love Daredevil. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I'm really into it so far. Uh, Wanderlust is in like a six or eight part TV series with Tony Collette as the star.
0: What? Okay. Okay, sure. Yeah. Oh, well, I thought you meant like the, the movie from uh, What's-His-Face. Nope,
1: that's why I had a follow-up sentence. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, next is uh, The Night Comes for Us. Uh, this is a new film from. Um,
0: Sounds like a horror movie.
1: It's an action, well, kind of. It's an action movie. It's what's the name of the director? It's Timo, something. It's a team director. They did, they did the, um, the films, the the segment of VHS2 Safe Haven with Gareth Evans, which is terrifying. And then they did their own film with Iko Uwais um, last year called Headshot. And this is another one with Iko Uwais and Joe Talisman, who are both in the raid. Um, And this is a crazy action movie that has the same kind of sensibilities. Um, I wouldn't say it's... I I watched this. I wouldn't say it's nearly as good as The Raid or The Raid 2. It does have a lot of memorable action in it, that's for sure. Sometimes approaching Ricky O levels of action, (laughs) as far as that goes. Mm. So take (laughs) that how you will. I wouldn't say I'm a... I'm not a huge fan of it, but I appreciate what they're doing. And if you like The Raid films, there's no reason not to watch this for yourself and find out what you think. Okay. Okay. i saw something called no malone is on netflix i just want to say that out loud because it's called no malone sounds great (laughs) that just makes me laugh no malone that's like they worked backwards from that title and made an animated movie uh making a murderer part two uh for fans of the crime uh, documentary series that's that's now up there and lastly adam sandler 100 fresh a new comedy special coming to netflix Interesting. Which is hilarious that he's like trolling the idea of Rotten Tomatoes by calling his <laughs> film 100% fresh. Yeah. Uh, that humors me. Uh, probably not as much as the movie uh, won't, but you know, good on him for trying. Uh, let's see, on Prime this week, uh, Lore, season two, for fans of that show. I think it was a podcast first and became a horror series. Uh, yep. Yeah. And Slice, which I talked about not too long ago, uh, starring uh, Chance the Rapper.
2: <laughs> and really tasty, too. In but, orange flavor,
1: yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah, I like the orange slice. I miss it. I don't get it anymore. Uh, but yeah, that's everything that's coming out this week. Uh, let's move on. Next week's show, next week, I'm not sure what we're doing yet, Abe. I have some ideas that we'll talk about after the show, but um, it's been a few big weeks in October, followed by a Gerard Butler submarine movie, and um, I don't think Suspiria is going to be that wide of a release, so we, I can't force Abe to see it yet, so.
0: No, <laughs>
3: please don't.
1: I'd rather watch Hunter Killer. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's gonna do it for that. So let's last thing we do here. What should people go and see now? What do you plan to see next, uh, Philip? What should people see in theaters right now?
3: Um, yeah, no, if it's open near you, I would um, highly encourage Old Man and the Gun. Like I really it, that or Sisters Brothers. If it's it, Sisters Brothers, seem to get a wider release than I thought it would this weekend. Mm. Um, so either of those two, I really I went and saw both of them back to back the other night and. Thoroughly enjoyed both of them all the way through. Um, And I need to catch up with uh, The Hate You Give this week. So plan on doing that.
1: Very good movie. Uh, Brandon, we're a bunch of people seeing three. What should people see in theaters right now?
2: Halloween. It's a a good, solid. It's October. Go see a horror movie. Um, I I mean, it delivers enough. Uh, Whether you're high on it or low on it, it's Michael Myers killing on the big screen. So I'm not going to not recommend that um next thing you see probably be suspirio hmm.
0: all right so, Abe? yeah we would recommend halloween and then next, see you next uh first man i'm
1: nice um, yeah i would recommend first man i recommend free solo for sure if you can see free solo on the big screen i so want you to do that because it'll be fine on the small screen but you don't get to see these movies very often like this this is the um the the, the free climbing documentary and it's exhilarating to watch on a big screen
3: it's um, actually at a theater around me this Friday so I will definitely see it
1: yeah it's it's one to see uh, yeah The Hate you Give also very good and that's in wide release now and I'm very happy about that it did pretty good actually at the box office considering the film and whatnot. So I mean he didn't aim her suffer for no reason exactly and uh, yeah Halloween of course too and I am seeing
0: Hunter Killer <laughs> tomorrow so we'll see hey, how that yeah. goes let me know yeah. if it's stupid fun I'd love to go see it I will right, we'll see If it
1: has like Gary Oldman saying, you can't fire the torpedoes, then we'll we'll see what happens. But um, I want him to say just big lines like that. Earn that paycheck. Um, (laughs) All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Out There and a You can find more of my work in a personal blog at thecodeofzeek.com. You can also find me writing about The Walking Dead over at We Live Entertainment. And you can find me on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. And...
0: You can find more fun stuff over on my Instagram, abedatmua, and twitter.com slash walrusmoose. Hashtag, you cook like a uh, five-year-old cooks for himself. And, uh... And, uh... <laughs> and, uh, uh subject to the podcast. Brandon Peters, where can people find more of you?
2: You can find me at Uh It's my podcast where uh, we will be doing um, the Trick or Treat, this, like, heavy metal 1986 kind of slasher movie. Um... That has cameos by Ozzy Osbourne and a surprisingly uh, good cameo performance from Gene Simmons. Bizarre, but uh, we have a, a speaking of lethal ladies of horror, we have uh, Bianca Elaine who just got her uh, movie Zombinatrix funded via Kickstarter. She's gonna be shooting that, uh, and then next month we have our Thankful Month, which uh, you'll hear about that on when you listen to that show. And also written stuff at Weiserblue There you
1: go, Philip Price. Where can people find more of you?
3: Yeah, you can find my full-length uh, written reviews at ReviewsFromABed.com. Uh, follow me on Twitter at uh, BandyPrice. And um, I post, if I don't write a full review for something, I usually post a little bit about it on my Letterboxd account. So if you have a Letterboxd account, follow me on there because I've become kind of a slave to that thing. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> Very cool. Uh, yeah, you can find all the other episodes about Now, out they're enabled over on iTunes, Audioboom, and Spotify.
0: You can listen to our HHWLED, SoundCloud or
1: Feel free to email us any thoughts you might have had on Halloween or anything else we have talked about today over at, at gmail
0: Send us feedback, whatever else over at Facebook.com slash or tweet us at twitter.com slash now underscore podcast.
1: If you're tired of looking at all the scary clown gifts you want to send to Abe, you can send <laughs> Abe's scary Michael Myers gifts over at Send all the scary gifts you want. <laughs>
3: all of them. Uh, but
1: yeah, Brandon, Philip, thank you both for uh, joining thank us. Thank you both live. for this
0: extended
1: episode. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, thanks for having. Me. For sure. And that's going to wrap it up for this week. So until next week, when we figure out what exactly we are going to do, that's going to do it. So until then, so long.
0: And trick or treat.
1: question to start us off i got a
0: question for you guys you guys are writing a story about a demonic weird serial killer type thing what is the thing that stops him or her
1: so what's like the the weakness or the how you stop how you okay so you Mm -hmm. how you finish it off or get
0: Mm
2: -hmm. it okay let's see you never kill you never kill the boogeyman abe so there's nothing
0: i I like what you're saying there
1: there's no severable yeah I was going to say something, no. like, really complicated. Like, you have to get, like, porcupine quills and cover them in WD-40, and only that can, like, destroy them.
0: <laughs> and then there's only, like, two porcupines left in the world?
2: Yeah, sure. Maybe makes really. it
0: even harder? Yeah, it makes it even harder.
2: <laughs> but one of them in that your state. I killed the leprechaun
3: in... <laughs> one time. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Philip, how, how are you stopping it's your... I'm sitting your, over your... here trying to think, like, uh, what are you... Where to even go with that? But uh, but no, I mean, I just saw I, I saw Halloween today too, or the the new Halloween 2018 today, mm-hmm. and uh, was trying to think in terms of that. But I have no idea. I don't know. That's a it's open. You're making me think, Abe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm
0: sorry. Maybe
1: you can come, you, you can do come that, with man? kindness. Yeah, like...
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> you can just give him a lot Brad. of compliments. <laughs> I'm you sitting, stab I'm really thinking, well. Thinking, no, stop. I'm like alternative kryptonites. What do we need? And or steaks in the heart or garlic. So okay. We could just go with some other herbs and spices, but nothing's turning up good here.
0: <laughs> Eleven herbs and spices? <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah, hit them with a wing. Just there walk you around with one of those <laughs> those term styles in the kitchen that has all the See, different.
0: Yeah, well now yeah, you got exactly. That's a that's a great story yeah. or storyline where basically you have to find the Colonel's secret recipe because it's the only thing that will stop somebody.
3: Like the Colonel, it's the Colonel that's coming after you. That's I was going to say. Let's yeah. just do the the Colonel.
1: Yeah,
3: and oh, it can be a man. metaphor for uh, you know how fast food's killing america
1: yeah see take the, gravy
2: got... from, take the gravy from Popeye's the gravy from and flinging it at him
1: oh yeah this is perfect i like this idea. see we should write this down we, I don't, where's my typer my typer what the fuck is that
2: where's my where's my typewriter,
1: typewriter? <laughs> dude keep your typer ding <laughs> call it kill fc <laughs> That's not bad. Oh. That's pretty good.
0: We'll get, uh, <laughs> yeah. we'll get Linklater on this don't, too. He made Fast Food me, Nation, we so he, giving too many ideas away.
1: we'll get Link look at we'll Linklater on this. He made Fast Food Nation, so he can uh, he can follow that up
3: with a, with a horror mm-hmm. tale. Has Linklater done horror? The tagline tag can be like "You've been Control would or something like that. Your typer. This is good. This has gone so far from what Abe's question
0: was to something better. The, it's the, the other <laughs> tagline is <laughs> "You've been served," and there's like a number there with like "thaw bloody." Ooh. Oh, yeah be- we have yeah. clearly gone into territory of actually writing a script and yeah, we,
3: can, they we can, can we can, cook we can the we- meat all the way and you've got blood coming out of the burger and-
0: Dang! <laughs> we're making all this merchandise
2: <laughs> do you think do you think the uh, the the colonel would be like actually a demon that possesses like um kind of has been or low rent comedians <laughs> and changes bodies
0: <laughs> like like fallen. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, but like, well, you know how the, the colonel's been like Norm MacDonald and Andy Richter and, yeah, like, and other people? He could, yeah, George yeah. Hamilton. Transfer bodies.
0: I forgot about George yeah, so Hamilton. So it's like, like it's
1: like the Fallen of fast food murderer comedies. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. See, nobody. I mean, yes.
0: this, this is going to go well with our trailer talk. But yeah, I mean, we've definitely answered this question thoroughly so aaron do you have a question
1: oh you don't want to keep on this tangent to lose more listeners <laughs> fine first of we can... all
0: our <laughs> listeners love it hopefully
4: <laughs>